0: Welcome to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast, brought to you by TournamentPokerEdge.com, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to tournament poker strategy. And now, here are your hosts, Ron Fez, Buddy, and Killingbird. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast, the long-awaited return of the Tournament Poker Edge podcast. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Ron Fezbuddy. How are you, sir?
1: Who is this? You got the right number? <laughs> Who are I, you? I
0: recognize, your, I recognize your voice from somewhere, but killing I'm not what? sure I can't quite place it. i
1: there's <laughs> either. something talking about killing on the line. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, What's up, yes, bro? it's been a while. We all, we all, the thing is, we always take a break during the World Series, um, and it you know, it takes a little while to kind of get back into the groove. Different people get back at different times, and uh, you know, people got to get sort of their life situated after being gone for a while and stuff. But uh, it's always good to
1: be back. Do you think the same listenership? You probably know the stats been this better than I do. But do you think the same listenership for the strategy podcast goes over to the live, or is it not as much? Like, what it, what it, what is that like? It,
0: it's definitely less, um, although it's becoming the gap is, is narrowing okay. i guess you could say the first year that we did tp live it was probably like a 4 to 1 mm-hmm. ratio like you know for every one person that listened to tp live four people listened to the, to this podcast right. i'd say it's now more like 2 to 1 yeah,
1: yeah cuz definitely go check it out guys when we even though we're not doing the strategy podcast we're doing a lot of strategy on live live ones and they're more often so it's a different type of podcast but it's yeah. a fix there
0: yeah that's uh
1: that that you know
0: it, it basically the goal of that TP Live podcast is that we can't do full strategy podcasts when we're in Vegas because you'll never get the pros to sit down (laughs) for two hours and talk strategy after playing all day. Um, So, but you know, it's it's a good way to fill the gap and to sort of keep people abreast of what's happening with us out in Vegas. So, yeah, go back and check those out. But it's good to be back because I love doing these. I know I know you and I feel the same way about these. This is like one of the more fun parts of our of our Mm -hmm. job here at TP. We we like this part a lot. So, absolutely.
1: Um, Welcome back home. I know it's kind of like a I mean, the World Series has been closed for a while now, but uh, it's sort of a little recap for us, right? you back home. Yes. Yep. Uh, the series was
0: pretty good. Um, I, I feel like it was another another summer of, of close calls. I think I had four. I think I had four caches this summer. I think I had five the year before. Right. Uh-huh. Um, I had one final table. But I'm just I'm, I'm just – the, the win, the big win is el- is yeah. eluding me you know um,
1: you you had a lot of stacks early in a lot of things
0: yeah, that's one thing that I was really happy with this summer is that I was able to build some stacks and I think it's just from from talking to, to people like Mark and Casey yeah. uh and Danny too like uh, you know there were days where I was out in level one yeah. <laughs> and but then there were you know but then for every one of those, there was a day where I had you know fifty k when the average was twenty right. um, felt really good about that, and I basically like I wrote a blog. I think right when I got back from Vegas and there were basically two hands that kind of kept me from, I think having two other really deep runs one, uh, one where I got a tens in against ACE 10 and lost (laughs) in a huge pot. And then the one where Casey and I were deep in the 600 two day, two starting day Venetian where um, not to tell bad beat stories, but it was Queens versus ACE King and ACE rag and, flop came all hearts mm-hmm. all rags all hearts so i was kind of like wow that's like the dream flop in this scenario because now all the flop all, you know all, the, all their outs are dead right. and uh they weren't the black king on the turn and i would add a monster stack that huh. uh, tournament with like we were in the money right um i want to say there were like 27 left or something right but so, you know, you win a couple of those pots and those are the, those are the difference makers, you know, you basically played um, one
1: Sunday in uh, over the course of a summer, right?
2: That's yeah, a problem.
1: That's a problem true. with that's a problem with the live grind. Everyone knows it. I know when we bring Mark on, we're going to be talking about the same thing probably, but it's, yeah. it's the it's the issue with the live stuff. If the glory is there, it's, it's more, more glory, but it's the variance is high and that's what you got to yeah. deal with. But, you know, if you're not a full time player um, like I am not a full time player, um it's great to go out there for a couple of uh tournaments you know one or two weekends i went out there for 5 days i think like 5 or 6 i can't remember i played 5 or 6 tournaments i bricked them all <laughs> in exceedingly frustrating uh, uh ways i uh i i i was at, okay so i was out of 4 of them like between the first 3 levels which is but in, in the W stops, right? Not 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 a deep stack or anything like that. Those 1K and those 1.5Ks, it's not hard to be out in the first three levels. It's, you know, we're talking six right. hours in, right? Um, I'm sorry, three hours in, um, not deep stack to start. Uh, but those are frustrating. And the other ones, I pretty much bubbled both of them um, with good hands, but we're not going to get to dead beat. So it was a super frustrating six days. But that's six tournaments. That's like not even half a schedule on on a on a on a weeknight.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but
1: it feels like whatever. It feels like forever. So anyway, it, you know. Yeah. But it, it, it was good to see the guys. Um, gr- great time um, hanging out with you guys. I, I missed it when I had to go back. It was hard. To, it, it was hard to do the series. My my trip this series early rather than later, because right. then I was really wanting to go back. But we're uh we're 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 selling our house and buying a different one and just. It's it's a hard it was hard to get back the second time so but I I think maybe next year I might want to plan my trip a little later um, because because mm-hmm. you know more anticipation more excitement It was really hard to just not be there for the rest of the series after getting a taste early on you know
0: right one of the thing one of the thing that's hard too is that like you know for, like Tim came out for I think eight or nine days you came out for six or seven or whatever. Um, you know, you have people who come in for these short spans and we really don't get that much time to hang out, which kind of sucks, you know, um, you know, the guys who are there all summer, you know, we might, we get to spend a little time at the pool. We get to go out to eat one night, you know, we, we might go mini golfing or whatever, whatever random activities, um, but, you know, for the guys who come out for a week, you pretty much want to grind. And you yeah. can't really, Th- uh, yeah, you know, exactly. don't blame you for that, obviously. Um, I'd be I'd be itching to grind, too, you know, for sure. Yeah,
1: that's the problem. Like, I mean, I got to hang out with you guys, but it was really just after, you know, in the morning and after. And, and I was, you know, I was I, after I busted, right? And then <laughs> sometimes, yeah. that, you know, the ones I bubbled were really late in the day and, you know, it was late at night. So we really didn't get a lot of time to hang out. Um, but that, that that is one of the issues with it. You're right. Yeah,
0: and I will say one thing that was nice, uh, subtle brag, was that me and Mark final tabled the very first tournament we played yeah. um, together. So it, in a way, it's kind of like getting the monkey off your back. You're kind of like, okay, I gotta, you know. And I ended up busting ninth, which kind of sucked. But um, but it's just it's kind of like this relief, like okay. Even if the rest of the summer yeah, goes right, terribly, right. Like at least I got that, you know, that accomplishment out of the way. Um, so it, it did take a little bit of the heat up, and I think, it, I think it actually helped me play a little bit better too, or at least play a little more aggressively and try to build right. those stacks. Yeah.
1: So what's next for you, man? What's you, uh, your, uh, your next live uh, joint?
0: Uh, that's a really good question. Um, there's a lot of things on the radar that I'd like to go to. There's a big event down in Florida – in pretty much the whole month of august i would love to go to uh but it kind of seems like nobody else from the tp family is going so i might not um so i know you are planning to go to the big borgata event i think i might end up going to that now instead oh, shit. Because... really <laughs> yeah i mean it, it, it's probably 50 50 at this point okay. but
1: uh, well we'll see because I, I go because that's september right? yeah so it's uh the first week first week of september i think um it's a pretty sick schedule. The first, um, the first event—I'm not sure if it's the first or second—but the, the early big event is a $500, two million guarantee. Um, yeah, that's going to be absurd. Which is which is going to be absurd. Um, it's and it's it's re-entry too, right? Yeah, unlimited re-entry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, unlimited re-entry during the uh, re-entry period. Um, yeah, and it's a- two starting days. Um, it starts. It's Tuesday, no, September third, and Wednesday September 4th is the starting days and then it's Thursday no yeah. did I say November September, September 3rd and September 4th September. um right. and then uh so that's going to be pretty crazy I'm I'm 90% sure I'm going to that um and then I'm going to go back for something else cuz you know I have the day job and all this stuff, so I can't spend the week there um but I'm going to go back probably just so you know I went, we talked about this there's a uh there are a bunch of nice little tournaments the rest, the rest of the time too they have a a five hundred thousand guarantee on the eighth and ninth starting days, but I don't think I'm gonna go to that. I think I'm just gonna go back for a one hundred k three hundred and fifty dollar buy-in on the thirteenth, yeah. which is a Friday. Nice. But if you're gonna go, you're probably gonna want to go around that first week, which is the two million guarantee, and then the five hundred k guarantee, also a five hundred dollar tournament. You know?
0: Yeah. It, it, if I'm gonna go, I definitely don't want to miss those. Yeah. Um, and I, I think there's a pretty good possibility that'll end up happening. If it doesn't, it'll only be because I go every December to the WSOP circuit Brian, event, right? which honestly I'd rather play at the Borgata. Yes, um, you know, great structures, great staff, great room, great everything. That's yeah, awesome. um, But the 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 December circuit event just happens to coincide with a guy's trip that i do every year so it's just sort of i'm going in december anyway
1: yeah so it's just a matter of like do go, i want to
0: go twice you are going to you know? want to go
1: twice though you're going to be jones in front of the trip by december you go, true if you go in september you're going to want to go again in september at yeah. that point Think about but will my wallet want to go all time? right <laughs> <That's the question. laughs> we'll just win something on the fucking uh the first trip yeah <laughs>
0: when the when the million dollar guarantee yeah, or whatever. Two million guarantee yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I'm I'm most likely going to be there for that. So uh, I know a couple of TPE members. There's a thread about it in the TPE forum. So um, anyone who's going to go, hit us up there, and you know we'll try to try to go. And I'll bring the uh, Coney Island Logger if uh, if you come. Nice. That's one thing
0: I love about going to AC for events is that there's always a good TPE yep. turnout, always. a whole contingent of yep. of. Northeasterners who come out for those events. So, um, seems like a good excuse to go. And okay. if we can get a, a decent enough of the TPE pros to go, then we can, you know, make it a justifiable expense. So, cool. yep, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> we'll make cool. Right on. So, uh, we should talk a little bit about what's coming up on the show today. The first thing we're going to do is bring in Mark Aliotto. Uh, to talk a little strategy, but also catch up with him because he made, you know, a pretty decent run in the WSOP main event um, and also probably had the best summer of the guys in the TPE house. Um,
1: he also he, had, he was finished 19th in the 6-max, I think, right? Yeah, so yep, good.
0: and uh, had a final table. Uh, well, actually, I think two other final tables, maybe three, Carnival of Poker and a Venetian, maybe one I'm forgetting. So, yeah, he had a... He had a Pretty good summer, and he's just he's turning things on. And plus, he's got his uh, he's got a series running on the site right now, so it's a good time to bring him yep. in and, and talk a little strat and uh, and catch up with him. On, Always good. on life. Always good strategy talk with him for sure. Yeah, and then uh, and then after that, we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on with PP, including um, a pretty exciting announcement yep. that we're we're stoked about. Yep. So we'll bring a, a special guest in.
1: Ooh, a mis- mystery guest. Who is going to be behind? Mystery guest. Who's going to be behind the mystery door?
0: So we'll uh, we'll bring that person in, the mystery guest, to talk about uh, some exciting changes. I hope he's dreamy. On over Yes, yeah. he. I can guarantee he is dreamy. <laughs> okay, you heard it here first, people. So we'll uh, we'll do that in the in the final segment of the show. Um, so with that. We should, uh, we should wrap this up and get Mark in here to talk a little bit of strat because I know that's what people really want to hear. They don't want to hear about us going to the Borgata or Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll take a quick break here, and uh, we'll come back with Mark, AZN, all in 007 Aliotto on the TPE Podcast.
2: If you are looking for the best MTT training site on the planet, look no further than TournamentPokerEdge.com. Tournament Poker Edge focuses exclusively on multi-table tournaments and features some of the best live and online pros. No waiting through cash game videos looking for the occasional tournament video. Tournament Poker Edge also offers strategy articles, forums, a member chat room, and much more. So visit TournamentPokerEdge.com and start taking your game to the next level now.
0: Welcome back to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast. As promised, time to bring in our feature guest for our strategy segment, Mark Alioto. What's up, brother?
3: Not much. Just uh, trying to adjust to the online grind again, which has been somewhat tough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: You are the ultimate grinder, bro. You will get back in this way. I
3: I can't tell you, though, man. Coming from Vegas and just enjoying (laughs) playing live and then being surrounded by other people playing it's really hard to get back into the swing of things. Just like waking up to grind by yourself. It's kind of right. boring.
1: Yeah. And yeah. We
0: t- were actually talking about, we were talking about that. I think either I don't know today or yesterday or something like it's so much, you're so much more motivated to grind when you're in a house. Like even when we didn't play live, if we were off, we would play online or whatever. And we would just have so much fun. Cause you just sit around, you cook, you barbecue, you, you hit the pool on breaks. And it, and if you don't feel like playing, somebody says, come on, man, let's play.
3: Yeah, it's more motivation and just being around other people that do what you do for a living, uh, talking right. out hands. You get so much better at like – Totally. Such a better – like it's so much faster. That's why I always tell the students idea deal with, I go, guys, surround yourself with people that are playing what you're playing and you know, bounce hands off everyone. Cause, and that's why I post so much in the forums myself. Like I enjoy getting better reading at what other people are doing and seeing like, oh, I would do this. And then, like you know, custer will say like, oh no no, I do this. Like it's it's nice yeah. to have different opinions.
1: Are there yeah. any um, Are there any any casinos in the Bay Area that you can go play at, or is that mostly down Southern California? No,
3: there's plenty of casinos. It's just the tournament. Oh, the Bay, Bay
1: one hundred and one, right? Bay one hundred and one.
3: Yeah. I mean, Lucky right. Chance. That that's in, I mean, that's a little bit of ways, but Lucky Chance is really close. I mean, there's like four or five that are like within thirty minutes. But the tournament scene just isn't good. I could go play cash. Right, um, but I'm just so obsessed with MTTs now that there's no going back. <laughs> are,
1: are there just like like you know really rake heavy tournaments? Rake heavy
3: and like you know they'll look like a deep stack where you start with 10k and level two is two 400.
1: Right, right. right. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean
3: it's it's just not my style. Like I I I don't even play turbos online. So why am I gonna go play a live turbo and just?
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense.
0: Yeah.
3: So I mean, I'll get adjusted. It's just—it's so hard to get back into that mode where you're waking up every day, you're drinking your coffee, you're playing eight hours, and you're watching videos and reading. It just gets boring and old. But yeah, I'll be back. I need to get some motivation again. So.
1: Well, the World yeah. Series is only uh, eleven months away.
3: Yeah, I'm counting <laughs> the days. I think KB is too.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, we were just talking about this a minute ago. I'm like, I'm ready to go already. <laughs> yeah. I, I was talking to uh, to Andrew today, Andrew Brokus. And uh, he asked me how the World Series was. And I said, typical World Series, couldn't wait to get there. And then once I got there, couldn't wait to get home. And then once I got home, couldn't wait to get back.
2: <laughs>
3: so true. Like when I'm at the end of it, I was like, oh, I yeah. can't wait to get back home. And then I, all I want to do now is get back out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the way poker is. Like the World Series is just too long that you're in one place playing poker. Poker is the most exciting when you haven't done it for a couple days and you, you go back. It's just, like, so exciting, you know? I
3: came back for the main. I I went home for six days and felt like a million bucks. I was so happy to be back when I got back for the main. Right. Because, dude, when you're out there and you're there a month straight, the grind is disgusting. Like, they make us play, like, 14 hours, sleep six hours, get up and do it again. Yeah. It's border. It's insanity. I mean, the real obviously has to do it because they don't make enough money anyway. But you know, It's kind it of up. absurd to play that long and barely get any sleep by the time you're either. You're not eating right. Um,
1: no, I you know, I think the. Pro- I don't. I, I agree that that could be a grind, and and I definitely understand your comments. I think the biggest problem is that you only get to play one tournament at a time, and your the long run is impossible yeah. to reach, and variance could just kill you. I don't think it's necessarily the long days. It's just that you can go, you know. Six six weeks with barely cashing. I mean, Mike Watts didn't cash last year, and he came back and he final tabled like six things this year. What and
3: I <laughs> think Ivy this year was one for yeah. forty five or something. Right, right. And last year he final tabled like every tournament yeah. he played.
1: Yeah, and I found it ex- ex- exceptionally difficult in the fact that I came for a weekend, I played five tournaments, uh, or six. I don't remember what it was. I played. I stayed for like six days, played six tournaments, and I felt like. I just had an awful poker year.
3: <laughs> just oh, right. like I just kept telling you. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. It just felt like... Because, you, you know, you only get... you only get That's all you can do. Just that one tournament is becomes like a month of of tournaments to you. It just feels like that. Yeah. It just, you know, it sucks.
4: But and you yeah, wait all that I,
3: time, and you're only out there a week. Like, you really want to do something while you're out there. But that's just not the reality. Like, you're no. not... Gonna, I mean, even if you're out there the whole time, variants will still crush you. Um, yep. Unless you're playing, like, a lot of the Venetians which I've state which we should tell everyone is if you play the Venetian smaller fields, uh better structure, not as good of players. Everyone agree.
0: Oh, definitely agreed. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. If you play those all summer. Like you'll probably have a final table or two. Um, so I-, I think if you take that route, you're fine. But if you're playing all dub softs, like you could easily go over ten, especially if you're playing those one K's and 1500s where you start with nothing. Um, The structures just aren't that good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the grind doesn't really get you until, like, week two or three. Like, that's when you start to feel really tired.
3: No, I I agree. I mean, the first week, you're still juiced. No matter if it's your first or fifth, you're still really pumped to be out there. But after two weeks, and if you have a couple day twos or whatever – yeah, it starts to drag on you. I mean, the, yeah. you're just not eating. Like I, I eat so not even bad. Like we actually ate somewhat healthy this year, just uh, <laughs> besides like the clown cakes or <laughs> whatever. Yeah,
0: other than the clown cakes.
3: But I mean, you like eat, when you're yeah. playing. Like I eat like a granola bar and then I have dinner, and my dinner is like a salad because I never like to be full because I feel like when I'm full, right. I'm just not playing my best.
1: Yeah. So like you know,
3: it, you're not eating at all.
1: You know all that all said. There's a ton of people who trade places with you in a heartbeat probably listening to this podcast <laughs> and you know that you would too if, if if you were if it was taken away. Yeah, from, yeah no, no no. You'd be dying to get it back. So let's you know, we all taking it with a grain of salt. It's oh, so, yeah, awesome. of course.
3: Yeah. Uh, my only point yeah. is that I feel like I've never really thought poker's a sport, but the more the now this being my second year doing it out there, I almost feel like it is because of the grind on my body and I'm like, Wow, I need to lose some weight, so I'm fresh, like Day two in the six max, uh, hour ten of day two, I feel like I wasn't sharp because I was dead tired. I was off a lot of caffeine and not a lot of food, and I 100% believe it affected me. And Negrano actually did a video blog for Card Player that I watched a couple days ago, and he talks about the same thing. He's like, you know, I was dead tired and made mistakes day two, and that one mistake could cost you four hundred thousand. You know, I'm. It's just amazing. Like I, I feel like I need to get in good shape.
1: You know, if you go out there for a long stretch, you're going to have to figure out a way to get exercise in and eat better. Like you can't like I go out like I said I went out there for, you know, 5 days and, you know, I was still, you know, getting used to things adjusting and and in the in the midst of it all, but I definitely felt like, okay, I'm eating bad now the fourth day in a row, really haven't <laughs> had much exercise, you know. You you can't continue like you have if you're going to be there for a long time, you can't stay I don't know I know people do but you got to figure out a routine that's more healthy and, and more energy driven it's just, you can't like even you all can't American stay with that.
3: day for example
1: right right yeah but you still got to figure out like a way to wake up in the morning and, and fucking run or work yeah. out or something you got to do something you can't just go from poker table to sleep to poker table or poker table uh, to TV to sleep to poker table to TV <laughs> right. to sleep. And you just can't do that that's
0: what happens
1: yeah, but you get you gotta figure out a way. That's and that's where I think it's it is more like a sport. Is you need to have the discipline to take care of your body, even though you're not using your body to like slam dunk. <laughs> yeah,
2: you still right. gotta
1: you gotta you gotta condition your body to be you know give your mind your mental state. Uh, no,
3: but even props. physically exhausted, like physically and yeah. mentally, and that's why I, like I'm not gonna call it a sport because I still don't think it's a sport. But it's getting closer to the point where I believe that it is.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I blame being,
0: Art. I blame Artie
1: Lang because that's what <laughs> is
3: yeah. KB and I were always up to like 3 a.m. watching the Artie Lang show, greatest show on TV. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense, guys. We're, we're all crying for you and, and playing Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, this, that enough said. There you go.
3: <laughs> yeah, for you guys. Play 12 hours live, and then get home and just look yeah. at an iPhone for four hours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Seems man. pretty healthy. Yeah. Yeah, but, but but yeah,
3: it's the funnest time ever. Though we make it sound so bad, it's it is the funnest time ever. I can't wait to get back out there. If it was tomorrow, I'd be so excited. I know, I can't wait either.
1: So much fun.
0: Yeah, I think our our overall message is uh, it's a blast. Everybody should do it, but prepare yourself because <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not all fun and games. Well, like, Although it's ninety percent fun and games.
3: Like I said, like I'm. I, I want to lose some weight. I want to be, like, a little better shaped so I feel like I'll be healthier out there and more likely to wake up and run. Like, waking yeah. up and running out there is there's just 0% chance for me. I'm, like, looking for coffee, like,
2: <laughs> where are my <laughs> pants?
3: Where's the TP patches?
2: <laughs> <laughs> just walk
1: right into the kitchen, open up a bag of Doritos. So yeah. stuff oh, my God. <laughs> so true. Uh, all right, well, Welcome back. Uh, welcome back to the grind. Oh, I know next, next year. <laughs> yeah, and
0: for everybody out there listening, if you um, if you want to hear all about how the summer in Vegas went, if you haven't checked out the TPE Live podcast, you can go check that out over at tournamentpokeradge.com. <clears throat> we talk about all these stories and many, many more on there. So we won't repeat too many of them. But if yeah, if you want the scoop, go yeah. check that
1: out. But you know what? One thing I will say, Mark. I knew you from last year, but this year, man, you proved you got a heart for poker, man. I got to give you the credit. You got a heart for poker. I, I There was nothing more fun – well, I won't call it fun when you bust out, but nothing it, – it was so – satisfied to come home and talk to you guys about the hands and just kind of sit around on the in the in the patio after the tournaments were over and just kind of talk poker um just your your love for the game is awesome and it comes through in your videos it's really cool i really really
3: appreciate that and i remember we literally sat outside it was me and you we sat out there for like i think 45 minutes (laughs) to an hour talking about one hand yeah people that listen to the podcast know like when We talk hands. I get, like, super passionate, sometimes even angry.
0: Like I had to break up a couple of fights between Mark and Casey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's
3: all, you know, spirits just get better. And, like, yeah, I appreciate it. I've worked hard. I'm going to continue to work hard. I just need a, a little spark again.
1: <laughs> I, I think it comes through in, like – you know we'll talk a little bit about you know tPE stuff here it comes through in your videos a hundred percent especially the one that that's playing right now just how how much you love thinking about the game and talking about it it's the it's a real benefit to your video it really helps helps your videos entertaining because you could tell that you're not just going through the motions you're you you love the like and that's what I love too it's like all the unique situations that come up it's unbelievable how many combinations there are that make every situation different and interesting and, and make it worth looking at as opposed to just thinking everything is standard no and that's
3: what that's one thing i love about poker is that the game just yeah. evolves like every day there's something new yeah. i see i'm in a new spot and like if it weren't for that if it was standard like how chess is like you're just not going to yeah. see different stuff every day yeah. um, i mean you'll see different moves but like there's just a combination of variables in every situation you're going to deal with in poker yeah and that's what makes yeah. it so interesting to me
0: it's great. Yeah, you know, along those lines I was actually telling somebody uh, just a few days ago actually that it, it seems like Mark and I would always for some reason we always kinda went deep in the same events. Yeah, it was it's been like the, for two straight years. And though I, I think I do well in those tournaments and maybe it maybe Mark does too, because we we like have each other to like motivate ourselves. Because there were many times where like, I was tilted, and Mark's like, dude, you're good, you got 20-bit, you know, yeah. just settle down, like, focus. And there were times where he was, you know, he'd get up from the table and like, walk away for a hand or two, and I'd be like, you all right, bro? <laughs> you mean when I went from,
3: I went from like, a five-to-one chip lead on second in the Venetian to, like, dead last in a matter on the bubble, because I was opening every hand and, like, yeah. having to call everyone. It was so yeah. absurd. That's like, so yeah.
1: annoying, when you have to call. <laughs> so- yeah, I mean, it. <laughs>
3: You still the should be opening, but, like, they yeah. just happen to have it.
1: Yeah, right. It's and, like, bit. people
3: were it's looking at me, like, with the worst looks ever when I was calling with, like, Queen Six. And I'm like, uh, I kind of have to call. He has six bigs. <laughs> uh, but, no, back to what KB said, 100%, like, uh, being on the rail, uh, like, just there, like, during the break. Like, even when Diego and I played the 1K, you lost a big pot, or maybe it was a 1500. I can't remember. I think it was a 1K. You lost the plot early, and you came – you left your table and came up to my table, and uh, I got up, and we talked out the hand, and I feel like right then and there, like you took a step back. You're like, okay, I'm still good. I have so many bigs. Exactly. And uh, sometimes you just need that – like you know yeah. kb calmed me down during that venetian he's like dude just take a walk like i walked for like two minutes
2: <laughs> gathered
3: myself and i ended up final table taking fifth and i was like down the 20 bigs after yeah. literally having a, over 100 right <laughs> that was An epic punt like i could start for any nfl team at that point <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah just and that goes back to what i was saying earlier about surrounding yourself by people that are doing what you definitely. do like I I miss that already. Being back home, I, I like being around people that do what I do because I, I benefit and I feel they benefit. It's just a really good atmosphere.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. It. It's, it is. It's irreplaceable. You, it really there's, is. There's
1: no no better way to learn. And so, how was the main event, Mark? Can you give us a, walk us through how that? Was how that was for you?
3: Day one uh, went really well. Like uh, I didn't get like the funny thing is I made day three. I never had aces and I had kings once and I lost. Uh, So I didn't get hands, but I maneuvered my way to a good stack day one uh, by playing some pretty absurd pots and making a couple hero calls. uh, And everyone's always like, well, you don't need to do that. Like it's such a good structure. And although I agree with that, I feel like if I didn't uh, like flat the six bet with King 10 (laughs) day one, like if I didn't put myself in – in uh, these pots where I could like win a huge pot, I, I would have been out day one, no questions asked. Like I just didn't flop well, and I'm not right. trying to be like a little baby, like I was card dead or anything. It just wasn't like I wasn't flopping sets and getting paid like you expect in the main. So right. I was maneuvering my way, and I ended up I-, I forget what I bagged, but I definitely had a really good stack. I think I had like seventy ish.
1: Yeah, well, you know, Mark, I've, I played the main three times. I've never flopped sets and got paid. Yeah. <laughs> it it happened. It's just it's another tournament. It it's, happened.
3: It's, it's like Matt Stouts on the like he's like oh doubled up set versus yeah kings that drives you nuts, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why, why can't I just get aces and a guy gets kings and like yeah, I've never count. had to
1: work so hard as I have in to to, to survive in the main event. I've only made a pay, made a day one once. The other two, I just was the card dead all day and, and got set up hands and all that stuff. It happens. It's not it's yeah, just another
3: like making flushes. And yeah, it's a great structure. And like, supposedly if you wait long enough, you'll make sets and make flushes and make straights. But I don't know. I kind of took my own. I said, you know what? I'm not going to leave luck into this. I'm going to let my skill post flop. I'm going to, you know, do some things that I'm so deep in that. We're so deep in that tournament where, although I don't need to be doing like flatting a six bet with King 10, like, like I said, it was just to feel the game flow and like, I don't know, like I created a big pot where I wasn't gonna be out of the tournament if I didn't win that hand. Uh, I just gave myself a chance to build a stack. Which right. I think is crucial going into day two because day one you're gonna have a really soft table. Usually I mean it's the only first time I played it. Act like I played it like fifteen years.
2: <laughs> but
3: going into day two and even day three, the tables were way tougher. Like it, there was like there was soft spots still, tons. But uh day one I'd say there was one other really good player at my table and seven soft spots <laughs> yeah but it was a really good experience i got really sick uh, see how i just go off i got really sick uh after day one like i slept three hours going to day two no sleep i threw up the morning of and i actually think wow. it was because i was nervous some odd reason really uh, i i think i don't know if you know this like i get really nervous like day two final tables like i won't talk the whole car ride there like I'm nervous like I'm a kid that was playing in the championship basketball game or something
1: uh, what why is that is the pressure is it that you're going to punt is it, is uh, it
3: what? no, it's not about punting it's just like it's that good nervous feeling like I feel like when I used to play sports like whenever I was before a big football game i I got the same feeling in my stomach like I was nervous but like ready, I was like mentally prepping myself, and uh right. I think it's a good thing actually um right. But I was dead sick, though. I mean, like, I, I was dead tired. Like, someone came up and they're like, dude, you have the biggest bags under your eyes. I'm like, yeah, man. I slept three hours. And I actually played really well um, day two. And, uh, you know, I had a really tough table with uh, Halowax, a former TP instructor, and uh, a bracelet winner, Will Jaffe. Uh, I had position on both of them, which was really nice. But, I, again, I mean, I I feel like I was chipping up. Winning pots, I shouldn't. And then day three, I've slept really well and I I just I mean I played well. I just don't think I play well enough. Um you know, I, I think I could have played better.
1: Yeah.
3: But we we lose a flip at the end of it, so it's no biggie.
1: Cool. Well we have a hand from uh from day three or day two that you wanna discuss?
3: This is day two. Um Okay. Now uh go ahead. Do you wanna start it out like
1: Yeah. That's cool. Um So let's see. I'll read the details from your Twitter feed. (laughs) Um. One
3: thing about this player uh, before. The player was very spewy, uh, not good. I had seen him take the same same line before, and uh, he didn't have it. Like I'd seen him do it a couple times. He was the only one uh, doing these check raises. So I kind of had a good read before uh, going into the hand of how this player played.
1: Uh, that's, a, that's a valid read. Um, it says here that you opened to 1,200 at 3-6 with ace-10 off. Do you know what position you were in?
3: Uh, I was under the gun plus one.
1: Okay. I had one. like
3: 85K, so we're well over 100 bigs. And yeah. uh, we, we opened to 1,200, and everyone okay. folds small blind and big blind call.
1: Right. Okay. So it's you and two callers. So the pot is what here? About 36, by 4K? Something like that? Yeah.
3: And the... um. The big blind was an older gentleman who was actually a bracelet winner who was very, very good.
1: Another uh, bracelet winner? Just a random like oh he was just a bracelet winner? <laughs> <laughs> I actually
3: didn't know this till after I saw like his bust out hand, like uh-huh. on poker news and was, like bracelet oh, winner. Oh wow. I was like, wow. He did play really good. Uh I actually got the best of him a bunch, but he played super solid. Super All right. solid.
1: So the small blind is the uh the guy you just you described earlier. Yeah,
3: well. I mean, right. there's a funny story after the hand. <laughs> okay. All right,
1: so we got small blind, who's the original villain you described, the big blind, who's the older guy, who's a bracelet winner. Uh, about four K in the pot. Uh, the flop is ten, jack, two. You don't say if it's uh, rags or if it's suited. You, it's not it was relevant, rainbow. I guess. It was definitely it was a rainbow. rainbow. Okay, I mean rainbow, not rags. Okay, so ten, jack, two. Um, it's checked. They they both check to you. I assume you're going to bet here, and you do. You bet to two K. Um,
3: and I'm not okay, always so, betting second pair here, but I feel like uh, we get called, right. you know, King queens eight nine. Just, we beat yeah. a lot of hands, and it's kind of important to protect our
1: hands. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that was going to be my first question to you here. So you're 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 in a, a three way pot, and it's checked to you. You're the original raiser. You're the, you're the opener. Um, I was going to ask you so your rationale here to, to better not bet um, if you don't bet here. I mean, is there is there a reason not to bet here where you can? Do you want to let people see a free card here? No,
3: no, exactly, exactly. You're always
1: getting called. I mean, you're going to get called at least by one. I think most of the time.
3: Yeah, and I feel like if I check back, I'm going to be in no man's land on the turn if someone leads right. into me. Like I feel like I've defined the hand a little bit more by betting, yeah, and like I'm exactly. still going to get paid by those draws, and then I can yeah, check I back turn and bet river for value. Yeah. Um, yeah if that happens, but I definitely feel like betting here three way especially versus the blinds uh yeah. and I'm happy just to take the pot as is like and, and this' is gonna need... go
1: this is gonna go check check on the turn bet bet river for value a lot i think
3: exactly like, like i'll be yeah. check checking back the pot control a lot of bad yep. turns, and if I think the guy has a draw, I may bet, but even then not I may just check back and bluff yep. catch or uh bet river for value
1: yeah okay, okay, so you bet the two k and the small blind who's the first guy you described raises the 6k and you said you've seen him do stuff like this before yeah. um you don't put him a, a, a ton of credence in this because you've seen him do this before it's a it's a, it's a it could be an obvious move
3: I, I mean to be honest like this is bad this like to me it's three hands and it's 10 jack king queen or eight nine uh i right. had seen him do it before i'd never seen him do it uh for value and i've seen him show down twice where he did this and uh He had a draw, so, like, I had to read that he was check-raising his draws, like, he was playing on, like, really big pots, like, which is probably better for a guy like this because, I mean, I could care. This guy was such a prick to me. I hated this guy. He, like, after the (laughs) – like, he was really rude to me the whole time. Um, (laughs) He was horrible. Like, I'm – you know, I'll cut the – like, he was horrible. Um,
4: (laughs) But, yeah, I was spot on he had
3: a draw here, and um, so it was a pretty easy call for me in position.
1: So do you think that are you taking Stone Cold Bluffs almost always out of his range the the big blind is yet is yet to act or
3: Yeah, I kinda don't think it's ever air. I, I think right, it's okay. gotta be like a Queen Nine, uh you know, a Queen Nine, Eight Nine, King Queen. It could right. be ten Jack, it could be a Jack. Um but I it, I had seen him do it with draws and I hadn't seen him do it where he got to showdown and had like top two or a set or something. But again, it's not like I'm putting all my chips in either. We're just right. calling a raise, and we're going to find out – I would never do this out of position, by the way. Like being in position here is so crucial because I get a free tell on the turn when he acts. I know what he – if he doesn't bet, I know I'm good. If he right. if he barrels again, I can just fold, and we lose another 4K. The important thing is, is I'm not just giving up on the pot yet because there are those draws.
1: And, and but you said that he's only doing this with a couple of hands, and you think the only one that seems like it would be value is ten jack. But I think twos are in his range too. Yeah, yeah I mean, sets too. Yeah, sets sets too. Uh, I mean, is it going to be tens and jacks that often? You know, or is he well, going to not raise tens? Raise
3: cause I have a ten, but it could. Oh, be right, that, right, okay. But you know what? I feel like he's three betting jacks. even in yeah. position. Um, I
1: think so too. Once so, you get yeah, into the anties and everything. It's
3: twos and ten jack, and all that is in his range. I mean, that could right. you could have that. But but I'm it's like a lot a, of
1: draws too. Yeah,
3: find out a lot on the turn too.
1: Yeah. Um always- I think that's an important point Mark and one that we've talked a lot about I think recently is that you're going to get a lot more information in in the future streets and even though it's going to cost you you may even if you're you're behind here the benefit that you get when you when you're in position and you get more information where you can potentially take a pot down on on a later street, makes it worth a call here, even if you're kind of 50-50 on it and not sure what to do.
3: And and another point is if if I end up getting a showdown with second pair, people are going to know that, like, okay, this guy's good. Like, I'm not going to raise him with draws. Like, it kind of sets a tone, like, because this was an earlier – this was, like, maybe two hours in. uh, That You know, this guy's good post-flop. I'm not going to try to bluff him. uh, Just to some of the people like, wow, I'm not
1: going to raise draws against
3: him, you know. And, and like I said, like... There's but the
1: people who will notice, right? The yeah. People, I mean, the, the people I, that... The good people who will notice. The yeah. people that you want to know that. The
3: other people just don't even pay <laughs> attention to that. Right.
1: And, so whatever. And
3: this is a spot, too, what I was going to bring up is like, online, if I'm six tabling, I, I guarantee you I just fold this spot. And it's definitely a leak uh and why I should play less tables because I would always bet fold this spot to right. a raise. And like, just because I wouldn't be... Immersed in the dynamic of how the guy was playing and uh, how my image was. I definitely had a really aggressive image too, um, which is another reason to call.
1: Right. Yeah, that makes yeah. that makes sense. Okay. Well, you do call. Um, it, you, don't, you don't mention anything about the, what the big blind does, but I'm assuming he's he gone. Equals,
3: yeah, we, we go head up to the
1: turn. All right, so you go heads up to the turn. So now what's in the pot? He made it 6K. It was 4K before, so it's 12 plus 4. So it's about 16K, sounds about right, in the pot. Yeah, 6,
3: 12.
1: And 4 probably
3: for... Six, yeah. So that's, uh, why am I so bad at math?
1: <laughs> yeah, 6, 6, 4. So yeah, around 10. 6, 16K.
3: Wait. No, I made it 1,200. Call call and then Oh yeah twelve, yeah, you're right, excuse me.
1: Okay. 16. So sixteen K. Um, okay. The the turn is a king and it goes check check. So what does his check there tell you? That's
3: so awesome. Like the check tells me it's not King Queen or Queen Nine. So he already told told me his hand. And, and ten jacks out of it's it's absolute like and like everyone can say like it's so hard to put him on that one hand. I literally am I'm not a hundred percent sure but He's always betting ten jack. He's always betting king queen. Uh, if he has king jack, he's betting that. If he has king ten, he's betting that. Like this, now he like totally like he checked really quickly.
1: Okay, let me ask you a question there because something you wrote you wrote up uh, immediately. I, I have a question about. You said he's never checking king queen there, and it, I agree. But isn't isn't there some instances where, I mean, now that he hit his his bluff, he's going to take the next try to get the next two streets? Is that what you're saying? Uh, that yeah, I mean checked. I
3: think a lot of people will check king queen here and I don't even think that's bad. I
1: just right. this guy would Okay. All right.
3: Betting king queen. That, uh, that's what I was going to ask
1: you because I'm not I'm not auto betting king queen here, right? Yeah, yeah,
3: no, I don't even know if I am either. Like it's okay. a really good turn for us. Um right.
1: but the pot's already huge, so if we bet and
3: say I had ace queen like Right. Now we're in a really tricky spot where we can just check call and try to hit a nine or an eight ace or, you know, and then you go check, check on River and we have the best hand. Uh, I don't think it's always a bet, but this guy would always be blasting always. the king. If okay. he had. Right. And he would be betting the- queen-nine, too, and ace-queen. He could have ace-queen, but I think he three-bets that free, um, just because he plays his big hands really fast. Uh, right. But, yeah, I mean, like, my, my read was, like, he just was giving up. And I was like, okay, I have the best hand. Uh, now we have a gut shot, too. Um uh, right.
1: So there's no point in betting here if you think you have the best hand. Cause... No, and I, I think he could have a jack still. Like I'm, right.
3: I, I just feel like the, the the naked jack he raises on the flop is like m- maybe ace jack. I mean, maybe even queen jack, something like that. But I, like I said, knowing he had done this with draws, it makes it a little bit more easy to put the hand. So yeah, check check on turn.
1: Wait, some, something I said to, that I just said I, I actually. Don't agree with something I something I just said made me say wait that makes no sense. I just said that now that you think you have you probably have the best hand now you're not betting. Why not bet for value here if you think you have the best hand? Is it because you're not sure and you could still just have a jack? It, it, it's line? it still is a really bad card. Uh, it's one of the two overs that I mean an ace
3: isn't a really good card for me, but it's one of the two overs in the deck that you know doesn't give me two pairs, makes a lot of straights right and. Okay. Since he already check raised me, he's repping strength. So now right. it's just like check back and pray he check gives up on river and I just check win a nice little sixteen K pot. Right,
0: right.
3: Uh that right. isn't what happens, unfortunately. <laughs> okay.
1: um, yeah. So the rivers so it, it goes check check. The river's a five, so it's still sixteen K and he bets ten. Mm-hmm. Right? So now what is he repping here?
3: Eight, nine. <laughs> 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 like I, I I literally like and because
1: you true. think this guy is never betting a made hand – sorry, never checking a made hand on the turn, you basically think – and why would he bet now if he didn't bet before?
2: Yeah,
3: and like if he right. has just the Jack – Queen, the Jack-X hands, like even the Ace-Jack, I don't think he's betting it for value because the king is a bad card for him.
1: Is that a tell when someone check raises a, a – a, a And snap checks turn Absolutely. Yeah. And then bets River? Like, and then that, that
3: river, it's like okay. Why aren't you yeah. going,
1: if you have a hand that, that's that strong on the on the flop, why aren't you going for that three streets, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And like
3: a lot, of, like I said, like it, it's it's really it. Like when he when you see a guy. Check raise flops with draws. Like fl- I saw him do it with a flush draw and a straight draw before this, and then like check back turn and they get the showdown and you see it. Like he was showing his hand when he could have mucked his hand. Right. He would like show it and be like, "I missed." And I'm like, "Sweet, thanks for the information." Worst thing you want to <laughs> do with a guy that misses the <laughs> replayer from a lock and <laughs> the online site. Um
4: But like all that
3: information is being stored for spots right. like this, so. Right. I mean, it's it's funny. I mean, I call, and he shows the eight-nine, and I'm like – I go like – I kind of like – I go, yes, I only beat one hand. And, like, I say this at the table, and it's bad. I wish I didn't do this. Um, But I'm super emotional. It's a really tough call for me. Uh, I'm really happy with myself. I still should just not say anything and move on with the hand. But then he starts going like, what the fuck's your problem? What the fuck's your problem? And I'm like, bro, like, I, I apologize, man. It was a really tough call. And he just like keeps giving it to me. I talked to everyone at the table like later on. They're like, "Dude, don't worry about that. Like, you were totally fine. You made a really good call. It wasn't, um, you know, too much. If it was too much, I could understand it. But it right. just wasn't. Right. Um. I so no
0: no flag I for no 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 flag for excessive celebration. Oh,
3: no, exactly. <laughs> and uh, it, but it was a big pot at the time, so. It was a good spot. It's,
1: it's hard not to show a little emotion there when that when when you make the right call in the main event day three. Yeah, and it's the
3: first time playing a main event. It's, it's not like it's a one k or something. I mean, which is still a lot of money for me. Um, right. I mean, I I shouldn't have done it. Like looking back, but it is what it is. And you know, he ended up braiding me later on and stuff. And then like his bust out hand was. The guy was horrible. Like His bust-out hand was the funniest thing i ever seen, and I didn't say anything, but I like was dying to be like
1: <laughs> – like, I yeah. wanted to
3: like, shake his hand and be like, nice. I way.
1: bet you were smirking. I bet <laughs> you had like,
3: a look on
0: your I was like, yeah. <laughs> Showers. See, so, yeah, Mark, the, the last time – or the only other time I've ever really seen you be emotional was when you made the big call against Chino with Queens in the 6 max.
3: Yeah, and I mean I also got emotional, if you remember, in the Venetian the year before when the guy berated you for calling him with sixes.
1: Oh yeah, that was a fun one. But <laughs> hey, you, you know, Mark, I don't think we met, we didn't even mention that when we were talking about the summer. I mean, you made a deep run. What did you what number? What did you finish in the six match?
3: Finished nineteenth in the twenty five hundred six match. Yeah, um, I mean
1: that's pretty uh pretty awesome run there.
3: Yeah, that it, was, it was. And one of the calls I ma- I made a really big call against Chino um with Queen Queen on a ten ten Ace or Ace Ace ten ten turn King River. Uh, he jammed the river, and I tanked forever, my tournament life. And like KB said, I called, and he goes, nice hand. And, like, I got up and, like, knocked over my chair, did a somersault. <laughs> like, I mean, I basically tripped over my chair and, like. You
1: jumped back and kissed yourself?
3: Yeah, and, like, the thing was, was, like, Big Risky was at the table, and uh, James Carroll, like, and they were just like, man, I would have folded that, like, great call. And I was like, see, like, these guys appreciate the game, like. Yeah. They know I'm not as big a grinder as they are. I'm not playing every 10K, every 2K. And, uh, you know, it was a bit different. Like, I felt it was a really tough call, and, like, I was really proud of myself. I, I can't help my excitement. I just love the game that much. Like, Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And, and similar to this, hand, from the sounds of it, uh, it wasn't, like, crazy, like, excessive, like you see on WSOP broadcasts and stuff sometimes. I mean, it was more like you just kind of, like, stood up and said, yes. And, your t- and your, your, you know, your chair just fell over. Yeah, it's I not like, like I kicked you- it
3: over. And I really didn't do a yeah. somersault. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, I basically stood up and I was just like, yes. Yeah, like And, and well, yeah, it, it's not like the guys you see, like, jumping up, shaking. And it wasn't like even for that much money. It was just like a big tournament spot, like, still 500 grand up top. And, right. uh, you know, a guy that grinds average buying of $75 online, um, you know, I'm making a call like that against a guy that obviously have a – large amount of respect for it was it was pretty cool and that was a fun run i wish i would have done better i got really tired day two and i just made mistakes um, right. unfortunately
0: yeah that rail was actually probably the highlight of the summer for me
3: oh i appreciate. yeah you guys I- were having a good time i, I yeah I, I, during it i was like well you know what they don't have to be here but it, after it like i can't tell you it means so much like just like being able to go up and talk to you guys after and having you around making me laugh during the break uh Again, just a good yeah. atmosphere.
0: Yeah, we wouldn't have missed that I wish one. we
3: would have won it, though, man. We wanted the bracelet. Yeah. Next year.
0: It, that was, it, it, was, it wasn't really a party back at the house after that event. No, it was me <laughs> complaining. <laughs> but if you want to hear all the, de- the, the gory details of that hand, um, if you go over – I mentioned the TPE Live podcast earlier. If you go to that, and it's back about four episodes, uh, and it actually says – it's titled uh, twenty five hundred six Max. So if you go check that out, you can hear all the gory details. It was a fun hand, for sure. Yep. Cool. cool. So uh, speaking of WSOP hands, we actually have one that we wanted to talk about uh, from the forums, one of our, uh, one of our members, Clark206, who uh, I think you actually met, right, Mark, out of the Yeah, he's a Seahawk
3: fan, so maybe we should pass on that since I'm a Niner fan.
0: <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> no,
3: but we actually ended up at the same table, and uh, we had talked before on Twitter and even in the forums. Uh, really good guy, good player.
0: Uh, cool. But this hand uh,
3: wasn't. I wasn't there for what. It's
0: like. Okay, yeah, I was gonna ask. I assume you weren't at the table. Yeah, I wasn't. Right on. Um, okay, so the, yeah. So this hand is from Clark Two Hundred Six. It is uh, from the WSOP main event, and they are at six hundred, twelve hundred, with a two hundred ante. So this would be day two, correct? Yes, yes seems right. Um,
3: it's the same levels.
0: Yeah, day two for sure. Yeah. Um, Clark starts the hand with 115K, which is 95 bigs. And he mentions that they're actually playing eight-handed. Uh, the villain in the hand has 100 big blinds. And the big blind, who also factors into the hand a little bit, has 80 big blinds. Um, he does give a little bit of sort of general description on these guys, although I don't know that any of it is, like, super...
3: Yeah, I think he just said what he say about the, the opener was really aggressive.
0: Yeah, he so said the opener was aggressive um and French. So
2: he's <laughs> For whatever that's aggressive. Worth. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. He's super aggressive. Um well he says he, he says they have entangled, but he was aggressive. So I guess that could be somewhere on the scale from, you know, mildly aggressive to uber aggressive, I suppose. Um but we'll call him Ag. Yeah. Um The Big Blind um He calls a strong player, European, but a little less aggressive than uh, the other dude. Um, So those are the players in the hand. Again, we're at 600, 1200, and everybody's pretty deep. 80 big blinds is the smallest stack. Uh, So under the gun plus one, which is our aggro dude, opens to 2.5k, which he says has been standard. And it folds to Clark in the cutoff, and he has uh, the 10-9 of hearts. Which I don't know about you guys, but that's like the prettiest hand mm-hmm. to look down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. I mean, look I like back
3: ten a little more, but yeah, back ten's amazing.
0: Yeah, super. super sexy hand. So um, he, it, it, for people who want to go look at this hand in the forums, he actually posts it in steps and kind of asks for feedback on each step. So, um, so you know, his kind of his first question here is what you know, are, what are we doing with 10-9 hearts here? We're calling, I suppose. Because we like ten nine 9 hearts so much.
3: Yeah, I, I think there's an argument to 3-bet, but based on the fact that they're so deep, and he's mentioning that the guy is aggressive, uh, yeah. I completely, like, I'm always flatting here. And, like, there's yeah. definitely spots where I'm 3-betting. Even this deep, you still can 3-bet. Um, but I, just playing this hand in position, like, uh, I'm totally fine flatting. We don't want the guy to 4-bet because...
1: Yeah, that was what I was going to say.
3: You know, we can't exactly. flat right. I mean, we could, but...
0: Yeah, I think it depends a little bit on, you know, he describes him as aggressive, so I guess it comes down to our read on this player. If we think aggressive means he's going to 4-bet us a lot,
1: right? Then, I mean, uh-huh. way better. And, and yeah. while the guy's aggressive, he still is re- opening from early position in the main. I mean, it's not like, you know. Sure. I mean, he's, his, yes, we can't assume he's, you know, he's, he's nutted here, but, you know, he's still early position. We can't assume he's, he's light.
3: Yeah, and, and a, another important thing that I've actually just started thinking about a little bit more is that one of the reasons we three bet like in position is so the blinds don't come along. But that's not the situation. We don't mind the blinds coming along because nine ten suited multi way is fine.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, right.
3: But like if we had like maybe king ten or something like that, and maybe we wanted to ice him so and just play him in position, fine. But we don't mind seeing a multi way pot with nine ten of heart at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very good point. Really good and That's point. something I'm just um,
3: getting into now. I was like, wow, I should 3-bet here instead of flat so the blinds don't come in because I don't want to go multi-way with this hand.
0: Right. Right. It's like, no, but I do. Oh,
3: but <laughs> I have 9-10. Like, yeah. of straights and flush draws.
0: Exactly. Um, so he does call, and then the big blind calls as well. Uh, so our flop is queen of spades, jack of hearts, four of spades. So we flop open-ended. Bottom end of an open-ended straight draw, um, and a backdoor flush draw for what that's worth. Uh,
1: there are two spades on the board,
0: so on that flop, villain that's 3K into 9.7K.
1: So we we can safely uh. say we're never folding, right? We can eliminate that immediately, right? Folding
0: Mark? is not an option. If you're well, folding
3: here, uh, rewatch videos.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, take that out. Yep. Okay.
0: And. Can we safely say is raising is out of the question, too? Because we don't really want to get blown off our huge draw. Yeah,
1: yeah, well, especially know, with the backdoor. But...
3: Uh, I'm not raising. That's yeah. no, I'm not raising here. I'm just always calling. Um, right. Diego, you talked about why you would just call. Uh, we
1: talked about this a little bit
3: before. Remember, go ahead and explain why you're just calling here.
1: Um. Oh, okay, yeah. Because if you call here and – You could raise here, right, and try to take control of the hand and take it down right now. But you're also going to—he's going to check a lot. If he, you know, if he if he's truly whiffed here, he could give up a decent amount on the turn here, and you could just take it down with a bet right then and there. So you're going to get right. more information on the next street, um, especially for 3K. It's such a small price to 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 get to that point. So I think you're better off trying to take control the, on the next street than you are on this street. And, I mean, and I, what
3: and what about the times too? He he puts in a three bet on the flop. Um, then right. just our hands gone.
1: Like we right. find exactly.
3: out so much more when we flat here in position. Again, position uh, pounded through everyone's head. Like this is awesome. Like maybe out of position, there's. Like if we were out of position here, maybe check raise is better. Uh I still don't think so, but flatting in position and in the turn, you just you're in control if he checks. Like you can win the pot more ways and just raise right, exactly. it. Yep, and the nice. times he raises you out, you're missing out on a huge draw. Uh yep,
1: right that could
3: potentially get there.
1: Exactly. All those are good reasons yeah. to just call, I think.
3: Uh one and question I want to ask both of you. Sorry to interrupt, Kate. No. What do you make of three K in the nine point seven K? Three way? On Queen Jack 4, Rainbow. Oh no. not excuse me, there's two spades.
0: Yeah, if I saw that live, I would say, okay, so he's a decent player, who probably is an internet kid, and he's making a really, really standard C-bet, probably with his entire
1: range. It's such a small, I don't know if it's standard, it's, it's really small. Yeah, is
3: especially it? on Queen Jack 4, I didn't, I mean, yeah, it's I such, an, such a hand, droid board. I didn't even realize there were two spades on the flop when I first read yes. the sound.
1: It's such well, a droid board for such a small bet. It's weird. Maybe it's prepared. maybe it's just
0: because I'm now making my c bet so small. Like yeah, but
3: are you c betting this small? Like, say you have ace queen here. Are you c betting
1: three and a ten right. on queen jack yeah. four two spades? I mean, that's and that's super and wet. you're giving so such good odds to all the draw. I mean, it's actually just bad all around too. Because if you're trying to just take it down, you're also given, you know, if I had complete air here, I might free bet now try to take it down.
0: Right. You know, if I yeah, and. Yeah, and I should probably qualify what I said. Like I'm c-bet. This is you know he's c-betting his entire range. Like I guess I meant his entire range of hands that missed. Because <laughs> I think you're right. I think if you have Ace Queen or maybe probably even Ace Jack, you bet like yeah. four point five or five K here. Right. But but I, like to me, this is Ace King. It's Ace Ten. It's Nines. It like he, he you know he feels like he has to c-bet, which he probably should on this board. I think.
3: No, no, I agree. I agree. Even with air. I like. I mean, you don't have to, but uh, I don't think I always see bet here with complete air, but if there's a way to win the pot, it's by c-betting.
1: Do you you think that this means he has a little piece of it, and he doesn't want to give a free card, and he doesn't want to build a big pot? That's what What I
3: was just going to get into. I Now, like, because at first I didn't notice that there were two spades on the flop when I was looking at the hand uh, about an hour ago. I actually think he's weighted more towards draws right. Um, right? by betting small and like kind of building the pot. Just my flop read. Um, I know right. what he does on the turn now and stuff, but my flop read is that it, it looks like a draw. Right. Like it really looks like yeah. a draw.
1: He doesn't want to build a big pot, but he still wants to keep control of it. And right. you may fold and you may fold here. So right. it's a decent way to handle that.
3: No, this is my thing too. When I see bet with air on like uh When I'm head up and, like, online, say it comes king, ten, deuce, two spades, and I have absolute air, like, nine, three or whatever. Like, I make it a point to bet close to half pot looking, like, because I want to rep a king and, like, I'm trying to protect my king.
1: Right, exactly. Uh,
3: I feel like if we bet one third, and maybe I'm wrong here. It's just kind of how I play. Uh, I I feel like it it looks like he has, like, a draw, like, even a gutter or something like that. Maybe spades. uh, I mean, again, they're really deep, too. I just... This sizing with like top two or something or a set seems uh, not as good, especially as deep as they are. And trying to build a pot. Um, what about
1: like something right. like this? what about a week? What about like Jack Nine or Jack Ten or Jack King? Like, like
3: something with backdoor straights. So,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I
3: could see that for sure. Little
1: piece, right? He just doesn't. Yeah. I, you know, I'm thinking he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to build a big pot by betting too much, that he's going to have to call. Uh, you know, you know, if you if you check if if he checks the turn to you and you bet. He wants to keep that a small bet, right? Um, right. So he can get to showdown, but he doesn't. But he also doesn't want to give up control completely because you know then you can just outplay him, especially if he, res, if he respects Clark here. You know,
0: he, yeah, we, that's a good point. Yeah. But do you still think like hands like sixes and eights and all, you know all those kind of hands are in there as well? I mean, whenever he raises under the gun plus plus one, fives through nines, Eight. five through tens. Yeah.
3: That's really think player bigger. dependent. Sick, like yeah. uh, I, I mean, what would you, what fans. would
0: you, what would you bet? Uh, well, I was going to say, like, what would you, what would you see bet here if you had eights?
3: I'm not sure. I'm see betting this board with eights. I don't know. I keep leaning back. Like, it depends on what I think of Clark at this time. Um, right. But this like smacks everyone. Like, Queen Jack suit is like Queen Jack two spades is like the worst board. Yeah. But again, I don't think we can win the pot unless we are see betting with eights right. or something. So exactly. I don't know. Like i don't I don't know, I'm like pretty torn uh if I was C betting eight tier I'd make it like four point something uh three yeah. is just too I don't even feel like nine eight folds if you bet three k.
1: Yeah, but if you have eights here, yeah. Mark, uh, let's say you're you know you're under the gun, you, you whatever the oh the, they're the going plus one guy, you have eights here and you check and Clark bets and then Clark bets a turn. I mean you are just giving up then, right? Yeah,
3: like I mean that's yeah.
1: No. If Clark's good, then he's going to exploit you like 100 percent of the time. then. Exactly, yeah. and
3: Clark is good. I feel like right. Clark would like if it was checked on the flop. I'm pretty sure he's
1: like open. I would never I would never see bet I would never check into a good player in in this spot with eights just that's because just I know it's
3: three way too.
1: Oh, that's right. right. Like head
3: up is different. Like that's right. I,
1: it's three way. Oh, I forgot about so that. So I'm
3: way less likely to see yeah. bet. I'm not saying I don't. I, I right. still think I do see bet quite a bit here because, again, I go back to this. And Casey talks about this all the time. You can't win unless you see bet here yeah. with eight right. fives.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. what I meant.
3: You can't t- win. You're going to lose. T- he's taking a small stab. I mean, he has to three in the ten. That that may be a good spot to see bet for. You know, uh, excuse me, fives or sixes, just really small. Um, In order to try to take it down. I think the conclusion
1: here is that he's never strong here. Like he's top never, and aces and stuff, yeah. Or, mean, or or ace queen, or you know, or yeah, you know, like yeah. he's never he's never got a great hand because no one is going to bet that small with that into two players with 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 the back with the the flush draws and the, the straight draws. It's just no one's ever going to bet that small, so he's just exposed that he's the top, he has no you know his top of his range is, is gone.
3: I, I feel like some people this is their standard sizing for sea betting, like always. So maybe that's just the case. live like, I and don't in aces yeah. or kings, I'll say that I. I, I a small part of me believes it could be queen, like a set of queens or jacks, even though I'm against it. Um, right. A small percentage of me okay. is not going to rule that out. I don't think kings are aces, though. Okay, fair enough.
1: Um,
3: but I mean, I, 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 I'm still with you, though, Diego. I, I don't think it. It doesn't look strong to me. Yeah.
1: Okay. Right. Okay. All right. Um, but I
3: totally so. love flat here. I think we all agree, flatting is the best option sure. here. As okay. deep as they are, um, as wet as the board is.
0: Yep. Um, okay. Good. So we. Do call, and the big blind calls as well. The turn is the six of hearts. What do we make of the big blind call? Like? Yeah,
3: it's really disturbing. <laughs> if I'm in the stand of the big <laughs> blind calls. Like, <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Like, once I call and then he calls, I'm like, God damn it! Like, yeah. he has a jack or maybe a weak queen or something like yeah. that.
0: Uh, Although, do we hate that that much? I mean, we've our you know we. I mean, only, because, we're only
3: because our plan is like because we like ah, right, right. talked about not raising the flop is like when it's checked to us we can bet and take it down. Yeah. Which right. I'm good still point. not against uh, which we'll go into when we get to the turn.
0: Yeah, good point.
3: Um,
0: um Yeah, so as I mentioned the turn is the six of hearts. Whee! Yeah, it's like not the best card in the deck but far from the worst card in the deck for us. Yeah, still
3: a wee um, card. Yeah. yeah,
0: so now we're we're open-ended and we pick up the backdoor flush draw, and now Big Blind, uh, Big Blind checks again. He had checked before, and now the villain checks as well. Yeah. Uh, Pot Pop. is 19k. Follow through. Uh, yeah, so do we still follow our plan, even though we have the Big Blind tagging along too now?
3: This is what I, this is what I was just thinking about. Um, what if it doesn't come a heart here? Say it was the six of clubs, and it's checked to us with 910. Are we betting? Because I'm always betting with the heart. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's a good question. Absolute bet. But what if it's the six of clubs?
1: When, when it was bet? heads, when I, when it was heads up, yes. Now that it's three handed, I have to think about it because yeah. now now, now the big blind has a piece. Head
3: yeah. up, I would always bet too. up, always because now yeah. he's almost like I don't have a king. I don't have a queen. I check, yeah. like
2: right, <laughs> right. Because if he
3: has king queen here, like and isn't betting. He's just always betting a queen here, in my opinion, unless it's like a really weak queen, which I still would bet because it's a super draw-heavy board. Right. Like I would be betting if I opened Queen Five here, I would be still be betting again.
1: I, I think we bet because I think I think we're just going to get the information we need for the for the next street by betting here, uh, and we would have a chance of, a good chance of taking it down anyway. With if we the, bet, wait,
3: wait, you're saying with
1: the six with the big, clubs? Yes. Uh, like, oh, say I'm sorry. it was six a
3: club instead of six a heart. That's that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, about. yeah,
1: yeah, I do. I still say that because I think if we bet here, we still take it down a decent amount, right? Uh, but then if the big blind calls, then we know he's got a piece, and and he's you know he's got a better hand than oh, us. No, no, that, just...
3: that's the thing I was going to mention, too. And sorry to interrupt again. I think uh, the reason why I do love betting, even like uh, – I mean, I'm not saying I'm always betting if it comes six of clubs, but he has to fold a jack now, the big blind. He has to fold a jack, and some of his weak queens he may fold because uh, he still has to worry about the original Razor, who
4: doesn't look like
3: he's really strong, but I I definitely think he's going to fold a jack here, Uh, the guy in between, the big blind. Right. Uh, Which is why the six of hearts, I think, is I'm always betting. But uh, I think that's an interesting point to bring up, that we get him to fold better hands, and now we don't think, the original opener has that big of a hand because he's checking. Yeah, super draw heavy board.
1: Yes, right, totally.
3: So Diego, you say bet six points <laughs> I, I do. Just I do. Theory. And KB, what about you?
0: I I like to think I'd bet there, but I, I actually think maybe in the moment I would probably check behind.
3: And just try and, to and get just there.
0: Yeah, just try to get there.
3: Yeah, I mean it's interesting. Like we're super deep. I'm wondering. I mean, the six of hearts to me is always a bet. Like I'm so happy yeah. with that. I think we all agree yeah. that we're betting this the actual turn, which is the six of hearts.
1: Yeah. yeah, I bet that 100. percent I, I think and, it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, but, but you like, take you could take down the pot. I mean, yeah, you could take down this pot. I think. I don't think they're, 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 either of them are, are super strong. The big blind right. may may have a hand, but you'll you'll know. You'll I I think, know. I think you're right. Yeah. I think
3: you're right, Diego. Because like I said, my, my point that I was bringing up, I still think the big blind is going to fold to Jack. And I don't really think right. the original Razor has anything.
1: The I, I, original Razor, I think, is done. <laughs>
3: yeah, me too. I'm like, yeah. okay, maybe he has Ace-Jack and he's going to check call. Right. Um, right. Maybe.
1: But that's okay. Yeah.
3: Okay, so we got through that. <laughs> we
1: all agree yeah. um, Ben has
3: played. It's a hard turn. Open-ended draw. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's um, pretty much. By the way, what Clark, actually, what's Clark thinking at this point? Like, what did he say in the thread? Was he debating any of this, KB, or was he like –
0: do you know what he, what he said? It's a very, very, very long like what's, and detailed Yeah, it's It's a great thread, actually. Yeah, it's very good. Um,
3: well, we know he bets... What does he make it? He bet 11K and the 19K?
0: Right. He says he doesn't have a lot of reason to think he can take it down on the turn. Um, and he expects the big blind to fold a lot but not 0% of the time, and he thinks the villain is rarely folding, which is kind of interesting because I actually think it might be the other way around. I agree. I think it's the other way around.
1: I, I, think,
3: um, well, my, I think both of them are folding, usually. I, like, I'm, I, I think That's why I'm
1: folding. betting. I think, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think both of them are folding, but the big blind is more likely to call.
3: Agree. Yeah. Because it really right. looks like the original opener has nothing here. Yep. I mean, like, yeah. I guess it could be – I don't know. Like I just don't come from the school of thought where I'm checking Queen 10 here. In his shoes like i'm just gonna bet and think they both have a flush draw one has a flush draw one is a straight draw and i need to protect my hand still
0: yeah well and based on his description of the two guys um like i feel like i mean if, if the, the villain is aggressive as he described him i think he would be betting queen 10 and other queens on a turn all the time every time
3: it, 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 yeah, right. If he's aggressive, but it, maybe there's a reason to pot control. Like I don't know. Maybe like not. Betting. Yeah, I, this is not how I play. Like because nope, I right. don't like to have to always be guessing in weird spots, especially on super draw heavy boards.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's an interesting spot for sure. But he uh, to get to the turn action, he does he does bet, which I think we all like. He bets 11K in the 19K. Which
3: I actually like. I like yeah, that. Yeah, one. I was going to ask
0: you what you think of that thing because I was actually thinking when I was looking at it just now that I think sometimes I would bet smaller here so that the time. Well, I think if you bet smaller, low. Jack.
1: I think if you bet smaller, Jacks may be more inclined to come along. And, yeah, yeah that's, that's a
0: good a, point. And
3: I, I kind of feel like betting bigger shows that you're trying to protect a queen.
0: Right. Right. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I was originally going to say that I kind of like betting smaller, because then if we do get raised, we can call, small-ish, we can call with all, you that's know, a, good, really good point. a million out. A
3: really, really good point. It's a really good point. Uh, the fact is, is if they're check raising this turn um, with two flush draws now, like, like, I don't even know what I'm thinking in my head. I may just pile yeah. up right. if I get check raised. I'm like, yeah, you're really going to check raise this turn? Like, yeah, right. All in. <laughs> Down the right. <your> throat. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because it's, it's like, kind of a weird. You can't. I mean, check raising like top set here is absurd.
0: Yeah, it, it's a really weird size. But it, could it could happen. People do play different. <laughs> uh,
3: but I, whatever. I think the sizing is fine. I think we all agree that it's fine. It's definitely yeah. more protectory, Like I'm protecting something, which right. I like.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I don't think if we make it smaller, really, we can make it. I don't think there's a size much smaller we can make it. Where a jack doesn't come along, oh. like Diego was saying, you know, if we make it eight or nine, I think a jack's coming. See,
3: yeah. then that's even more of a reason to bet eleven. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, why, that's yeah. why would bet eleven.
3: Of course, like, and yeah. we all agree that the bigger bets are going to get that jack to fold. Like, it puts the big one right. in such a weird spot with a jack here.
0: Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, so actually in hindsight, I, originally I was thinking I might have gone smaller, but I think
1: in hindsight this is almost perfect. I, I think
3: right. you bring up a great point, though, about getting raised, but I, I, I think if we really think about it, it's really hard to check raise this turn.
1: So what are yeah. we repping if we bet 11K? What are we repping here?
3: I think we're <laughs> repping a queen. It looks like a queen to me.
1: Yeah, I agree. You just called the queen, so like king-queen, something yeah, like king-queen. Like yeah, I'm queen. not
3: necessarily raising a, suited. a flop.
1: I mean, you could have queen-jack, right? I mean, are you going to raise queen-jack on the flop, or are you just going to call?
3: I think I raised Queen Jack on the okay. flop and flat the one Queen hands.
1: Right, so you, you, yeah. So it's a one Queen hands. Jack nine, Jack ten, King Jack. You know, Queen nine suited, probably. Yeah, yeah, okay.
0: Um. So, yeah, so Clark bets 11K and the 19K. Big blind folds. Which we love. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. that's the guy we all
3: agree that we're worried about
0: at this point. Yeah, right. Um. And the villain calls or so the weird. primary villain. yeah it's really weird so yeah so now what what do we start to think when he calls because now i'm starting to think he's on a draw too
1: yeah. <laughs> well no, I, I, I said from the i, I did say the first the, the on the flop i think he has a he could have a piece of it that means either flush draw equity or maybe he has a weak jack yeah or maybe even like ace jack i like right. still thinking right.
3: he could have know. ace jack.
1: Yeah, he could have ace jack. Right. right. Really
3: good, like yeah, what, really tough call. Like this guy has to be pretty confident uh, on check calling a lot of rivers if he's calling with the jack here.
1: Right. Yeah. But
3: I still think my first instinct, and I think all of us three in the nine in the nine point seven, like I I really felt it was a draw of some sort.
1: I yeah. think it's a draw or a small piece. Honestly, I do think there's there's some jacks. In you, you think there's
3: some jacks? Like what? I, ace. I jack do. do. And king jack.
1: Ace jack, king jack. Um, That's it. Jack-10 Jack suited.
3: Oh, with like a spade draw? Wait,
1: right. Uh, yeah.
0: Can a it be a spade draw? It can. Although I'm a, I, not to go, I don't want to get too far back, but let's say we have ace-jack of spades or jack-10 of spades. Don't we barrel this turn? Yeah. Still 100%? Yeah, I think so. For sure.
1: If, if you're a villain, you
2: mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Or, yeah, if we have... Like, if we're a if villain. So I think we're like, double-barreling all day. Right, I so mean, it's just the jack. In a, in a, yeah.
0: yeah, an aggressive Euro, or no, an aggressive Frenchman, he's barreling an ace-jack of spades every and time. And this, this would be
3: actually a decent spot to check call a hand, like king-jack and ace-jack,
0: because it is super draw-heavy.
3: Uh-huh. Um, I don't necessarily think anyone like everyone's going to be raising a draw on the flop, like this deep, um, uh-huh. for the reasons we talked about earlier. So, yeah, I think it's definitely reasonable you can have a
1: jack. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, but, again, my personal read was... I still feel like I don't even think he tells us what he had.
1: Right, but so I think course. if he has a jack, you can get him off of it on a, what a river bet. Yeah, well, what the yeah. happens to the river?
3: But that—that's the the river is kind of a nasty river.
1: Yeah. So KB,
0: what is the river? The river is nine uh, x. So we don't. I, I guess
1: not a spade, not a heart. Right. So it's queen jack, four. What was the turn? Six, six. Six Nine. nine.
3: So basically the nine completes the...
1: Straight draw. The
3: king ten, which yeah. I still think I would... That, which is what, how I would play the turn. I would check yep. call king ten. I wouldn't double barrel king ten. I would check call though. And just pray it yeah. came nine X. <laughs>
2: um,
3: <laughs> just because you could still win a big pot. Um, but now what happens... Go ahead, KB.
0: Um, Yeah, so the river... Sorry, River's nine X. And uh, villain checks... And Clark's question is, now what the hell do we do? (laughs) That's
3: so tough. So tough. I thought I had it figured out before. (laughs) Now I don't know.
1: (laughs) I think it – yeah. Does anyone know what they're
3: doing here? So he – the villain checks.
1: Villain checks. Okay, I'm thinking. Well, you you can't win this without – wait, we have 10-9, so we have showdown value now. That's yeah, yeah, the We
3: beat we beat the the random spades like the A seven of spades
1: or something. I, I don't think he has a draw anymore. I think he has a weak made hand. So we have to decide: can we get him off of it with a bet or not?
3: Like Jack X or weak like yes. When we're saying Queen like Queen ten, like it's got to be a pretty weak.
1: One. Yes, a weak Queen or 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 Jack X. I think that's what he has, and we it's have. It's going to gonna be hard
3: to get him off a of Queen.
1: It's going to be hard to get him off a queen, but can we get him off of a jack? Yes. Right. I think he's probably more heavily weighted to jacks, right? Wouldn't you think?
3: Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's my
1: personal opinion. Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, I mean, do we think he ever has king 10 and checks it on the river? Because it's a really good spot to check king 10 because both flush draws missed. Yeah. Which I'm not putting Clark on hearts either. Like It's hard to put someone on a backdoor hard draw, uh, but right. they do exist. And Spades did miss. Um, yeah, so maybe it is a good spot to... I don't know. And then, like, even 9-10, like... But we know he has that. Like, why wouldn't King-10 check here to check-raise? Like, it's kind of a juicy spot if you think about it.
1: Uh, does he expect Clark to, to bet the river most of the time? With with that card hitting? Or does Clark just give up or go for showdown value? Yeah,
3: I don't know. I mean I, I it depends what he's ranging Clark with. Like right. Clark could still have a Queen that he's betting for value yes. um on the river. But I'm yeah. definitely less likely I think we're all less likely to bet uh that car because it does complete a lot of the two pair hands too.
1: Yeah. Like this
3: guy can have Queen Nine and Jack Nine easily.
1: Right, yeah.
3: Um
0: Yeah, it's true. But he'll yeah. Uh,
3: Okay, I'm trying to think the, of how
0: often we we win when we bet.
3: I, I don't think we have enough showdown value. Is, but I don't know if that means like he's going to fold. I'm still not set on yeah. guy folding, but I yeah, think so we have I, 80, 85K and there's 40 in the pot.
1: I, I think you captured it right there. I, I think – I don't think we have enough showdown value, but the – so I think we have to – I think we need to bet if we want to tr- really try to win this pot. But the question is will we get him to fold enough to make it profitable? That's the right. that's the, the key question I think on this one.
0: And we're gonna have to bet relatively big here too. So we have 85k behind. The pot's 40k. I mean, we're probably gonna have to bet like 20. Is there 25? A... I bigger.
3: think I, we, I was talking about this with Diego before, and I I think 18 looks way stronger. Does like because we're trying to get called by the jack, right? You know, which is sometimes got... how you want to paint the picture. Like we want to get called. Please. I mean,
1: if he if he has two pair, he's calling you. 26. If he has straight, he's obviously calling. He's going to check raise you, so...
3: But he may be more likely to fold a jack to 26k. I
1: get that. Right, right. He may be more... I
3: get that, but I do think a lot of really good players will find 18k a lot stronger. Right. Like, wow, this guy is begging for a call.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, I think... I guess the big thing is, like, we... We're putting him so heavily on a jack, and I... I'm trying to think if I'm in a villain series, I don't know if I fold a ja- – if I call the turn, the river – well, the river is not a meaningless card, but it's not – I mean because
3: I mean, Clark could still have king 10. He's yeah, king 10. Like, I mean if we're calling 9 and 10 on the flop, we're obviously calling king 10.
0: I'm just not sure if I find a fold here with like king jack or ace jack. If I'm a villain, you bet 18K and a 40K. And I and I start and I have let's see, he has eighty five K, so that I means the villain still has like hundred K behind. Like, I think I might cry I might cry and call, but I think I would call.
3: Whereas you're more opposed and then like if you bet twenty six you're saying you would fold the jack?
0: I think it'd be a lot more likely to. It just seems so much bigger to me, even though it's not. No, I mean it's bigger.
3: Stupid. It's a good point to bring up. Um I don't know this would be my like if this guy's really really like if he can see like wow, eighteen k looks super valuey. like right, um, but I mean, I'm not opposed to either or my my problem is is I'm still like undecided on what I'm doing here, like yeah, I don't think we have enough showdown value to check back uh I guess we kinda do it with flush draw as an ace king, maybe the guy's ace king too, he can't have ace King, I guess. <laughs>
0: I mean, I guess the thing with showdown value is if, if, meaning we, you know, we think some amount of time we have the best hand, which means if we bet, he's gonna fold. Like I don't think he's ever raising the river. Yeah. So no, if, if, if,
3: he, if he raises, so be it. Like if he has yeah. bet and check raises, whatever.
0: So it's kind of like we can bet and get him off a jack, or we can bet and win because we have the best hand and he's gonna fold. Yeah. Like. I'm actually kind of certain. I was I was really set on checking behind before we got on the podcast, Diego's, but now I'm really starting to you know that,
1: I think so. I'm finding <laughs> I mean, it, it
3: too.
1: <laughs> I'm finding it too. Because now now I'm thinking, given how close I'm starting to feel about it now, maybe I should just check back and and preserve the chips for when I'm wrong. But
3: the thing is, does are you going to miss uh, eighteen to twenty six k of your stack? I don't think it's that. Um, that, that amount of chips is that important. Where I think if we win this 40K and go to 125, I think the difference from 85 to 125 is much bigger than 85 to 60, especially being as deep as we are. Um,
0: I don't know. I yeah, we still have 100 Go bags.
3: for it. Like, maybe take a little stab. Like, see, the thing is for me is like, I feel like if he's calling 18, I think he may call 26 uh, with a jack. Like, I feel like if he's going to call 18, I. I don't know. I mean, I know KB says you wouldn't, but I kind of feel like he's going to call either or, or he's going to fold either or.
2: Right. So
3: the times he does call, I'd rather save that 8K. Uh,
0: yeah. 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 That's a good point.
3: Because I, I feel like it's a thin vibe. I mean, and I, I think it actually is a really decent spot to turn showdown value into a bluff. Um, right. I mean, I think everyone in the forum says to check back. Um
1: but I yeah, take this pot. To, if you can get him to fold the jack, I think you got to try. If right? you think you can, if, I think I think if you can get him to fold the jack cuz that's 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 going to I feel like he ha- I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it, but I feel like he has that a lot. I just feel like he has a lot the jacks a lot given the way he yeah. played the hand. And right. if you can get him to fold the jack, then go for it.
0: And and if our, re- our only real strong argument against betting is that we have a showdown value. Then just bet. <laughs> because you have you have you know you have the best hand so just bet cuz i don't think he's not calling with 8 9 or anything or you know or
3: it's interesting i i'm reading Custer's uh who we all respect Cody Custer is going to be doing videos for us um right. good friend of mine um i'm reading what he says and he's saying we get the jacks to fold and bet bigger he he likes 26k too um i'd like to talk to him and see if <laughs> he can you know, explain to him I, why i think uh uh, a little small. I think 18 is better, but whatever. That's not the point. You know why
1: uh, I, I might bet 26? So I don't kick myself for not betting 26 if he calls 18. <laughs> that's really bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. Good point. If he calls 18, I'm like, fuck, I've got him to fold for 26. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: You'll be that guy at the table who goes, would you have folded Yeah,
1: 26? <laughs> no, i never do that because <laughs> that's the worst. But, but I'd be thinking that pretty strongly. I'd be like, fuck, would he have folded for 26? He probably would have folded for yeah. 26. a so, so bad.
3: Interesting spot. Like, are, yeah. are people more likely to call 18 and 26? I mean, I guess based, based on pure math alone, yes, but I feel like it just looks so valuable. Like, we're begging for a call. With 18K, where it looks kind of nuttier.
1: No, I know what you mean by that. I I understand that. Yeah, but I'm... I understand 100%. You're right. It does seem nuttier to bet 18. Like, you want to get a call.
3: Yeah. So that
1: is also a good reason to do it. The
3: bottom line, though, the bottom line is that I think we all agree that betting is probably the best just because of the fact that we can get that jack to fold. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we have to look at it from a stack... uh, you know our stack. Like I don't think it's that big of a deal if we bluff here and lose. I still think we have enough chips where, um, we're at six twelve and we'd have sixty k. Like that's perfectly fine. But if we win, we have a hundred and twenty five k, and we all agree checking back. There just isn't enough showdown here uh, right. with third pair, and the fact that we can get that jack to fold. So.
1: Right. All right. Last question for you on this hand, then, is. Are we putting ourselves in into high variance? The spot the way we played this hand, or would you have changed? Would you would you have done something differently along the way, um, given the way this? I mean, I know you don't you don't know how it's going to play, play out. I mean, I felt that every step we were making the right decision. Um, but are we playing too high variance with the bet on the turn? or Should we?
3: No, I love the bet on the turn because we're going to win the pot a lot um, right. just from them check giving up. So I think a bet on the turn is absolutely a hundred percent. We have to be betting this turn because
1: I find myself often busting out in tournaments that escalated to a spot like this right where you you know you kind of have to bet or or just crippling myself or or losing a big part of my stack because i'm playing hands that it feels like yeah i should be playing the turn this way i definitely could take it down but then i don't because you know maybe he has the top of his range or or something happens and you know you could have avoided all that by by not playing so so high variance and trying yeah. to take this away. You know no, you what know, I'm getting at? Getting
3: we forward. are really deep here still. Even after the 11 game, we still have a lot of chips. So, like, we're not even going to notice that from our stack, really, at this point. Um, I mean, I agree. There are certain spots where I'm like, uh, maybe I should just check back to play low variance, which I think is fine. But, again, this spot, I just think we're getting too many folds on the turn where we may as well just bet there and not play that game. We're like, oh, I'm going to check back and try to get there. Right. Why not win the pot? The times we're not getting there. I mean, that's right. yeah. and the times yeah. you get called, you're you're semi bluffing. I mean, you still have the so, whole deck as yeah. outs. Um,
0: so we're actually and I think like building we said...
3: pot. you know, because another thing is too, like we're building a pot for when we get there, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Which that, which is the yeah. problem is if you check back, now you're not getting shit for value on the river when you get there.
2: Yeah. But if we right. bet sure.
3: the turn, sure. a we win the pot a lot, and b when half the deck is our outs uh we get there and we still get called by the river two pair when we river and flush or right. you know something like that like we built a pot for that reason now we're giving ourselves a better chance to win the tournament
1: yeah so, betting yeah betting is you that all that you, you, you take away the pot you build a pot you know you build it for when you hit it yeah, i agree i agree but then you find yourself a lot of times you know, donking off a ton of your, your stack in a spot like that.
3: And I think you're more describing, like, I feel like we're so deep here. Where it's yeah, out. yeah, yeah, that's true. I think there's other times where, like, I'd rather just check back here um, being based on my stack. Like, if right. we got way less chips, yeah, that may be a reason to check back. But here, I think we need to build the pot uh, the times yeah. we get there and, like I said, just the amount of times we actually win the pot when they just both fold. Fair enough. Yeah, And like
0: we said earlier, I think if that turn is not a heart, we could argue about whether the turn was played right.
1: Yeah, I mean that's why I mean. Yeah. Right. Hearts and no, yeah. There. Hearts and no Right,
0: but yeah, I, I think I think every street's perfect, and we don't know what he did on the river, so we don't know if the river's perfect or not. Okay, Clark. Clark, come in yeah, the yeah. forum and Please. tell us.
3: Yeah, Clark, uh, let me see Stop. if he's on Skype real quick. Oh God, yeah, get the result if you can. No, he's not. Fuck. Yeah, uh, <laughs> did you have dubsoft hand? Or what did he have? Okay. I'll right. ask him.
1: Tell, tell him it's in the podcast and that, uh, we want, you know, we'd like a result. Yeah.
3: Done. Nice.
1: Okay, cool. cool. So that was that hand.
0: And, uh, yeah, if you want to read all the, uh, detailed analysis from, you know, a lot of the members and, and pros
1: and stuff, go into that, uh, that post in the forum and yeah, check we'll, it out. we'll put the, uh, we'll put the link in the, uh, the podcast, uh, page. For sure. Yep.
3: And thank you Clark for, uh, posting this, this hand, man. Like, uh, these are really good spots to talk about. I mean, I think we just talked about that hand for six and a half hours. Uh, yeah, <laughs> feels like
1: we're back on the deck. Yeah,
3: it really does. But I mean, that's the beauty of it.
1: Honestly, if this happened for, to either one of us in the World Series, we probably would have been up until 4 a.m. talking about this. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah,
3: very true. It, it, it's funny because at the beginning of his thing, remember, he goes, I didn't want to post this hand because it was bugging me for a while. So obviously I have a feeling that Clark felt like he should be betting the river and didn't. I don't know. Did he? He didn't bet the river, right? He know. doesn't say. Oh, and I think they it, it really bugged him. If it bugged him, then. he did, and the guy just had the nuts or something. Yeah,
1: if it, if it bugged him, he didn't bet, or he bet and he got called, obviously. Yeah, I think it's but to think.
3: again, if you're mad because you bet and you got called, you're trying to win the pot. Like So, you know, either way, I wouldn't be mad. I mean, I don't know. I may kick myself for not betting just because of the thing of getting that jack to fold, because uh, I do think we get a jack to fold with a bet on the river.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: Good hand, though. Thank you
0: for that yeah agreed very good cool so uh you wanted to go
1: Diego you wanted to go over one hand from Mark's series that's running right now yeah so Mark has a series running right now it's the uh you final table the high roller on merge uh you know we don't have to get too much into the tournament itself although I agree with you it's a fantastic tournament um
3: it's the best weekly uh weekday tournament
1: uh, for us, it's US. The US. It's uh, absolutely, it's fun. expensive. So you know, it's two hundred fifteen dollars high roller, but it's twenty five k guaranteed. It, it's deep stacked. Re-entry. reentry, reentry. I love merges software. Um, it just makes it fun to play there. You know, and and so it's it's a great tournament, um, and you final tabled. The video is just fantastic. I think it's one of the the highest rated, most commented videos that we've had. Um, on the site, um, and I think it's a lot of it is because you know Mark is doing a hand history review, but he's talking about his approach to the game. He's doing a lot of things in this tournament that are outside of the box and talking about it on the video. So it's really interesting to watch from that perspective. Um, you don't think anything is standard, right? I mean, and a lot
3: to- of these, a lot of the things I'm trying in this video uh, are all new to me as well. Right. Um, right. I've, you were saying I, I've. I feel like good players, like the good players still like three-bet light and they can win by playing ABC, but I feel like the best players in the world are doing stuff that's frowned upon uh, by just your rate, average MTT reg. Right. Uh, I feel the next step is to start winning pots, and I preach this in all my videos, any blog I've ever done, is winning the pots that we're not supposed to I think is the most crucial part of poker, especially uh, MTTs.
1: Well, I think you prove it too. There's spots where you – I think you – in the third video, you lost like three flips in a row, and you still have like 100K at like (laughs) 150,000, 3,000. And and I would not be there if it weren't for – You totally attribute it to some hands that you took. Uh, Yeah, I got to say I I, I felt I was was riding along with you on a lot of the way you think about hands. I think I think about hands similar to you, but you you pull the trigger on the river way more than I ever – can even imagine and that's what makes it really fun to watch i am with you a lot of times on the on the turf and 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 sh- you know showing down the river but when you f- feel an opportunity to take a pot that you don't deserve because you feel he's weak and will never call <laughs> you I don't deserve? Take it. <laughs> <laughs> your cards don't deserve it but you deserve it. put it that way <laughs> no but like i, I, I
3: think, think that's, that's just growing i think for yeah. me like uh that's all i was telling you this before that's all new to me too is uh uh, i mean i've always been good at maybe check calling pot controlling stuff, but now i'm looking for to get more value to turn show down in the bluff uh just mixing up lines in order to just build get more chips and you know basically win I want to win more
1: well, and I this think spot,
3: the next up th-
1: this spot is a good example, and um th- I have a question about how you played this on the river and everything, so why don't we just get into it and, and talk about it so um, i'll just summarize it for you because I wrote down the, the D Hill since it was in a in a video. Um, you're at the final table. Um, how many paid, by the way? Do you know if you're in the money? Because it's not a no, huge... We're not point. in the
3: money. No, no, This is right on the bubble. We're like two to three away uh, to being in the money.
1: So how, so how many does it pay? Like seven or six? Or no,
3: I think this, this had 175 players in it. So
1: it paid two. Oh, so you weren't at the final table. This is eight-handed. So you no, must no, no, no. Use...
3: This is, a, yeah, final two tables. And I, oh, okay. I All right. 17 or... My God, I said 22, but... God, I, I think it, I know we were on the bubble. We were not in the
1: money. Okay, I know that. right. Okay, all right. So you're eight handed, so you could either be you know twenty two to twenty four players or you know fourteen to to sixteen players, fifteen to sixteen players. Okay, depending on how many tables there are. But anyway, the point is you're you're on the bubble, um, you're near the bubble. So you have ninety three k at at uh, one hundred one thousand two one two. One two. Um, you're eight handed. Um, uh, shoot, I didn't write down your position, but it was And late. I
0: have a really ag
3: image at this point. Yeah,
1: oh my god, it's you really have an impressive. extremely... I mean,
3: I, I flatted, like, I three bet, there was a spot time where I flatted, like, two three bets, in, like, Yeah. Um, I am in a, a, a middle position. Uh,
1: you're nearly late, because you're not that far away from the button, though. You're yeah, like maybe, I'm one off I, the
3: hijack, yeah. Yeah. I am.
1: Right, okay. All right, so you open 3x here, with uh, six, seven suited Which diamonds. Is, which is something. So ex- I, explain that because no one's doing that, right? I mean, that's that's. Well, that's, there, that's
3: no, no, that's, there are. I stole this from Jason Blue, who's like one of the sicker sure. regs on the U.S. sites. Um, I have a lot of respect for, and I spoke to him in Vegas. Uh, I, I'm just mixing it up. I want to confuse people. Like I've even started open limping, like weird spots, like deep in tournaments. I just want to confuse. I'm tired of doing everything that everyone else is doing. Right. Um, so, like, this is the first time I think I 3X
1: uh, post Danny in
3: this tournament.
1: It is the first time. I'll tell you, if it's me, I'm confused out of my it's mind. It's weird.
3: And another thing is is that I use a HUD, and this guy is defending from the big blind 67% of the time. So, obviously, this guy is looking at the pot odds right off the bat and going like, oh, like, he only made it 2K more. I have to call any, two. Yeah. Uh, I'm not opposed yeah. to someone flatting here with 6'7 suited. Um. But I'd also rather just take down the pot, and for the sake of just confusing someone, I think all that combined uh, makes it a good spot just to you know try something different. Like why not?
1: Yeah, you make it three X, you go three X, and it folds to the big blind who has sixty eight K and he calls. And you you your your read on this guy, Mark. You want to give it? Or um, me I to... mean,
3: he's spewy, and it's definitely this is why I preach a HUD. Like the fact that I know he's defending sixty seven percent of the time. Uh, makes it a really good spot to make it bigger, so he just doesn't, like I said, look at the pot odds. Like,
1: I, I mean, there were spots where he was bet folding, like leaving himself like 10 yeah, bigs. Yeah, he
3: opened limp really, like nine bigs. He's uh really bad. not your normal reg MTT yeah, yeah. um Another thing, too, that the 3X does is uh, a lot of people are scared to 3-bet the 3X. I mean, KB, remember yes. we talked about this when someone 4-bets or 3.5Xs? Yeah. Like, yeah. what do you do? You can't flat.
0: Right. Um, yeah, this yeah, is the conversation we had in Vegas, we're like, so, because we kept saying, God, you know, these guys who, like, 3.5x or 4x, like, I just fold all the time because I can't yeah. 3-bet light, I can't flat, and then we're like, well, why aren't we 4x? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know what I'm
3: saying? Like, it makes total sense to do that. <laughs> like, and, like, we've been stuck in, in the box where it's just like, oh, 2.2x, 2x, like, 3x is bad, it's too much The to times, like... No, like, if people are more likely to fold, like, why not mix it in when you have the nuts and, you know, like, just confuse the shit out of people. Like, uh, I, I just love it. And, like, the way Jason Blue talked about it, I was like, wow. And I saw um, in the 3K shootout, God, I can't remember his last name, Max something. He's, like, taking the poker world by storm lately. You guys know who he is? Max, Max something. Yeah. Max yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He
3: was on my right in a, the 3K shootout. And he was 4Xing, and I was like, what? This guy's like winning all this money, and he's 4Xing. I was like, awesome. Like, he's got to have a reason for it, so. Right, right.
4: Anyway, just that's trying that's something that's right. different
3: mainly, but the fact that he's defending uh, 70% of hands uh, means I do, I, I still like a, lo- a lot bigger, or a little bigger.
0: Now, let me ask you, Mark, if you can remember back to when you were actually playing this tournament, and you open 3X and the guy calls, do you say, yeah, nice flat man, you're doing it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%, 100%. Because I was one-tabling too,
3: which uh, actually made for a really good part three because I was one-tabling the whole time. So I was able to do all these cool things that I never do when I'm like four-tabling, yeah. five-tabling.
1: Tabling. Right, yeah, It was, fun. It was right. fun to watch for sure. Okay, so he calls let's – go, let's go to flop then. He calls. You have six, seven of diamonds, right? Um, the flop is seven, eight, three rainbow. Uh, he checks to you. So what do we have in the pot here? You made it. Six K twelve. It's about thirteen or fourteen in the, in the middle. Of yeah, fourteen
3: thousand six hundred. All yeah. oh,
1: right, we wrote that down. Fourteen, uh, fourteen six hundred. Right. Okay. All right. So it's checked to you, Mark. Um,
3: and if we're c betting airs, we usually are <laughs> on this board. Um, uh, whatever. We got to c bet second second pairs and like, uh, our hands super vulnerable. I mean, I agree. Like, there's so many over cards. Uh, a lot of straight draws out there. So
1: we bet. We bet. Bet for value, too. I mean, think he can call you
3: with that. Yeah, 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 no, there's still yeah. worse hands no. to call, and like yeah. pure floats.
1: Right, exactly. No. Okay, so you make it 7222 7, 2, 2, 2, into 146, and he makes it 14444. 4, 4. So what are you thinking now with that? Um, it's like repping 7-8 or something, right?
3: Yeah, 7-8, and then the draws and again. A, a, I mean this is funny because we just talked about the World Series of Poker Hand where I got check raised on – uh, you know, the 10-jack-deuce board, where this is kind of, like, this is kind of similar. I think he can have a lot of straight draws here.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I
3: also think he can have the 7-8 or the set, but again, but we're in position. Yeah, if you're like, in
1: position, it's not definitely 7-8, it's, it's draws enough of the time.
3: And a lot of, this is a really, like, this is a really good board for him to check raise with complete air, right? as well. Right. um, yep. Which I'm not ruling out. Like, I think he can have 8s, I think he can have everything, but again, like, Why give up now when we're in position and we can see what he does on the turn? Agree. And people are obsessed with check-raising this flop um, when someone from like middle position EP opens because they go, oh, it smacks the big blinds' defend range.
1: If he has king 10, he can do that and just – Take, take it out Oh, and enough. it's
3: so profitable. Yeah, so Jeff Romano's huge on that. Hurricane Jeff, he's huge on that.
1: Yeah, it's definitely okay. All right, so KB you 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 agree with the call here? Yeah, yeah, yeah love yeah. it. You are always see okay.
3: everyone's always see betting here.
1: Yeah, hundred percent.
3: But then he check raises now. So like, you guys, are you guys calling or like? I call mean, me. it's Calling. Yeah, just to reevaluate. Okay.
0: Yeah. I yeah, and sense. I think for exactly the reason you said, like, you're going to get a lot more information on the turn. And we can always just, you know, we can always fold.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's not like I'm, we're, you know, we're going to be all in. But it is interesting that he started the hand with, um, how much did he start? Oh, 69K.
1: So he's got, you know, 30.
3: 35 big. So, yeah, I mean, he check-raised it to 15. Yeah, I mean, it's still fine. Like, nobody's pot committed just yeah, yet. But
1: he's made raise, he's raised folded a lot. And you know, damage the stack with his raise folds. Like he, this is not—he's not stack aware. Yeah, oh, he's, exactly. Yeah, he's not. He, you can't say, oh well, he, he can never do that with his this stack. That you can't—you can never make that assumption with this guy. You just can't.
3: No, because he's not. Yeah. He doesn't even know what he's doing. I he mean, he, he oh.
1: opened limped eight bigs and folded to a shove. I saw so. He's not stack size aware. You can never say he would never do that with this stack. It's just, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> a rule with this guy. Okay, so <laughs> I, I watched the video. I'm telling you, you know, I know, I know, you know. Yeah. That, so just information for everyone listening and trying to follow along. All right, so Mark calls. Um, there's 43k in the pot, so it's getting you know, getting a little big. Um, there's a five on the turn. I'm guessing it's uh, it's 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 rainbow. It's
3: offsuit. Yeah, it was seven eight
1: three rainbow.
3: Uh, five of clubs on the turn, which brought a club flush draw.
1: Okay, brought club. So five seven eight three.
3: And we have six, which is a pretty decent card, uh, yeah. unless he has six nine. But it gives us open ended now.
1: Yep,
0: yep, yeah. He and, checks, and I, and I and I also think it doesn't hit a lot of the air that he's bluffing. Yeah, when he check raises like you know queen jack, jack ten, all that kind
1: of stuff. King ten, exactly. I guess jack it's another ten. Another under
3: it's to cool. our middle pair, which is
0: good.
1: right.
3: I mean, it's actually a really good turn for us because uh, now if he does have like an eight, we just add eight outs. You know, we yeah. we add more outs.
1: Yeah, yeah. agree. So, but he he checks. So uh, this
3: is exactly the same as the World Series. And yeah. like people check raise flops and just this is what I'm saying. Like, why not start floating the, like even with the air here? What if I had like Ace Five or like you know, Ace Deuce and I just floated and like I should do this with air. Now that I'm thinking yeah. about it, I should just bet call with complete air and then watch him check turn and try to take it away. I don't yeah. do it enough. Um, I've definitely thought about it, but. Yeah, so he checks and then I check back. Uh, yep. Which I don't. I, there's no reason to bet here.
1: Right. Agreed. You got showdown value. Yeah. Showdown draws. value.
3: Turn open ended. Yeah. Uh, we can basically bluff, catch the river, or do other crazy things.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're also not as deep as you were in the World Series. Yeah. Uh, hand. So you, if you bet, it's a big part of your stack. You're going to become pot committed at some point. You know. I mean, not. You're not. I guess you're not pot committed, but you're, you're definitely. You know, making yourself you're put you're, betting, you're exposing too much of your stack. Yeah, betting is here is
3: a huge leak if we're betting. Exactly, it's exactly. It's a and that, that, big leak, and it's a huge mistake if you're doing it.
1: Yeah, and i was just saying that to, for people who might be thinking, well, we bet the turn on the last, you know, that that that, that Clark hand, um, and it's a similar situation. But I think this is a different kind of board, and yeah, I and
3: this was different. check raised, and the stacks are smaller. But yeah, exactly. I, yep. I mean the, the the Clark hand, the reason why we're betting is you know, it got checked to us on the turn and we, now we peel more outs this hand, although we're peeling more outs, like he could easily be check shoving
1: here. Yeah. All right. Yep. Okay. All right. So, um, so it goes check, check The the river is 10 of hearts. So it's no, no flush draws completed, but, uh, it's now five three five seven eight ten. 10.
3: Um, yeah, so and I, I really didn't like this river at first. Um, no no, no, I still don't like it. I think nine ten 10 he can easily have nine ten uh it's another over to our second pair flop pair. uh it's not my favorite turn uh I think nine ten and even Jack ten is in his check raising range on the flop, yeah, so I'm not in love with it but uh but then I kind of don't think he has a ten. I mean, I guess he could have a ten
1: okay, so yeah, this is where this is where I don't. I you lost me. <laughs> and I not that I, I you did anything wrong. Here. <laughs> <laughs> because I could I I was like blown away by what you did here. Um because I think typically I would either fold or just call here. Um which I, I would think
3: I, which I think is fine.
1: Right? Because I think I either got showed up either he's bluffing with like king 10, well no, king 10 is now not there, but like queen jack or mm-hmm. Or, man, what is he bluffing with? You know what I mean? Like, what, what is he... But, but remember how we we're talking
3: about this guy. Like, he doesn't even know what he's doing. Right. So, like... Right. Okay, so he bets 22K, right? What was the exact stock? He bet 22K. 22, two, 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 Yeah. Uh Yeah. With 26K behind, which, like, screams I'm bet never folding. Right. But, like, you have to understand this isn't, like, that normal your normal player like this guy's played really weird like so it gets to me and although I have a ton of showdown just to call uh it's funny I actually didn't really consider folding which may be bad but like I'm (laughs) superhero-y these days like I hate folding (laughs) any pair and especially when like someone check raises and snap checks turn like I don't know it just looks weird it's like doesn't look strong like if someone's strong I feel like they barrel barrel
1: okay so let me so so let me ask you this. If you just call, you're going to – you're going to beat the fives, and that's yeah, and like a it.
3: five, six or something like that. Yeah, we beat the five. But
1: the seven – most of the sevens, the eights, obviously, the tens.
3: Yeah, I'm and, not and, sure – I, I don't think I'm ever getting them off. I know I'm not getting them off a ten.
1: Never getting them off I'm a ten. I'm not temp-
3: trying to get them off a ten. You're trying, off a 10 you're trying to get them off
1: an eight and a weak seven then. Is it, what, which is, is Yeah, is?
3: and this is the funny thing. I would never do this against anyone else because – um, I wouldn't expect him to bet those types of hands, but this guy would definitely right. – like could definitely have – Yeah, that's the seven. question.
1: Why would he be betting
3: this, those type of hands? He would. He's weird. This guy like was a little out there. Like he was doing <laughs> really weird stuff, and like I thought a decent amount of the time he would be betting like a queen seven or something like that, an ace seven, an, an ace eight. I definitely thought he could be betting an eight, Um, and, and I mean otherwise I see no point in raising. So, like, for me to raise here, I have to feel like I can get him off a 7 and a better 8. I know that doesn't seem logical. Let, let
1: me ask you this question then. Do you think he's betting a 10 here? Or is he just going to no, check? No, that, that's you? why
3: I, I kind of didn't think he had a 10. Uh, I kind of didn't think he had a 10 because I kind of thought he would just, like...
0: Yeah, I think even a bad player goes, oh, cool, I hit
1: my 10. <laughs> I check.
3: <Okay>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like 9-10. Is he betting 9-10 here? Because it completes a lot of lot of a yeah, lot,
3: no, lot,
1: lot of draws too, you know. I like for time. you, um, I'm not saying he'd fold a ten to your I, bet. Do
3: I think he's, I, yeah, I think he is betting a ten.
1: I think he's betting a ten. Yeah, so, I do. I do. So so it 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 makes it less profitable to to, to raise here then because well, he, you don't because
3: uh, you can still have a seven
1: and an eight. I, like, well, but still, but I, the reason I was asking that is because if if he has oh, yeah, no yeah, tens yeah, no, no. in his range, yeah. then if he has no tens in his range, then it's just sevens and eights and nine, jack or something, right, or six nine, and then so it's either a straight or a weak pair. I, you can get him off the weak pair.
3: Honestly, I, I really feel like he just had complete air here, and that I right. was raising, I was turning showdown into a bluff for no reason. But my reasoning is, is I really strongly believe that he, this guy would spew bet a seven or an eight, and like I will never, I probably won't have this, um, this type of scenario in months, for months. Like I, a player that is I, like this, that is really unorthodox, um, doing things that you know d- don't
1: make sense. I mean, it
3: happens all the time, but I'm not sure I'll ever raise this spot. I won't raise this spot again. For I'm
1: just amazed you pulled the trigger on it. So so basically, everyone he Mark makes a four 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 four, basically putting the guy all in, leaving him with like four K behind, uh, which is it's just a sick old
3: play. Uh, <laughs> guy- yeah, I mean the thing is like like I said, I want to reiterate. I really think I I obviously I'm raising to get him off those sevens and eights, and I really yeah. like most players would never bet a seven or an eight here, but I really feel there's a small
1: chance he would. Right. Read dependent, yeah. So uh,
3: I mean, I probably just it. It looks cooler way like, probably you know a call and he just has like the ace two and we win. But
2: you know, like I said,
3: if you have a chance to get people to fold better hands, and you're sure that they can fold those hands, why not take the shot? We're on the bubble here. Like it's a decent cash. I mean, it's the high roller. Uh, I think it's like five hundred for a cash. So uh, two and a half x
1: up. So it's kinda like yeah, if you if you were gonna win the pot, you win the pot anyway. Um he yeah, he'll fold if you were already ahead. Mm-hmm. Um if you lose, you lose twenty two K well you're gonna you're gonna call the, the last six K if he puts it in yeah. them. yeah. So you're gonna lose um you know, a decent pot, but the times you get him off of sevens and eights, which you think is a big part of what he has here, make it worth the the bet. Yeah,
3: Well, I, I don't know if I think it's a big part. Um, but I definitely think it is a part. So yeah. based on that, like yeah, I have the best hand a good right. percentage of the time. So um, you think
1: the twenty six K is worth it for the time that for the part of his range that is sevens or eights? Yeah, I think it's ex- such a huge yeah.
3: spot for me if yep. I'm yep. the fold. That's seven and eight. That's, and, that's uh, interesting. Yep. Uh, just because of that, I mean, yeah, like I said, I do not do stuff like this often.
1: Uh, where yeah, I'm but just to get, kind of thinking is what really you know you have to be able to adapt, right? That's what you were saying early on. Yeah.
3: And, again, it's just. Uh, <laughs> Something I wasn't doing and then when I really when I was really thinking about this I tanked for quite a while on the river and uh I really thought I was like, dude, this guy would lead an eight here again. Like he would check the turn, like, because the five's kinda nasty. And then I right. think he would try to bet an eight for value. And I think I could get him to fold that. Right. Um, so cool. yeah, well, it was a fun hand and I was I well. was doing somersaults when
1: I won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when, <laughs> he folded he fold, the guy folded. And yeah. Uh, and I was doing the <laughs> But
3: again, try new stuff. I mean, like everyone I coach, I tell I was like, just try things you never tried before. Like, who cares if you get ridiculed for it? Try what, just see if new stuff works. I mean, so many new things in poker. Badler, you know, and Casey, these crazy sickos do all these weird things that make no sense. But if
1: is winning. If you're, if you're trying something because you're trying to get better and you're experimenting never be upset that you're getting that someone's giving you shit for it. Like yeah. that's, that's just like complete closed mindedness and lack of understanding that the game is creative game. Like you, you just if you're trying different things, you're you're actually even if you're losing money in the long run, you're you're bettering your game. Oh, just, of
3: course. Oh I not agree more. It's such yeah. a good statement. And in fact, I kinda used to be a little closed minded, but I started watching, you know, how other people play, and just like, well, I was like, dude, they're all doing these things that I think, like that the two plus two crowds say are so bad, but they it works. Yeah. Um. So why not try it and just mess around with it? I mean, maybe I shouldn't be trying it in one of the bigger buy-ins I play, but it just felt right. Like I felt yeah. that he could fold that eight or seven, and I felt like he would bet those too.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right.
3: Although he shouldn't be, I felt like this type of player would.
4: Brilliant. Love it.
1: Gotta get a little cray
3: cray every now and then.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cool man. Uh,
0: right on. Well, we should uh, we should wrap it up. Our, probably our longest strategy section we've ever done. Shocker!
3: Yeah. If I was Wait, the call. We have,
0: we have three more hands to go through, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go get a uh, go get a soda. Use the bathroom and come back. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll do the next three.
1: <laughs> awesome, Mark. Cool. Thank you for
0: joining, thank, man. Yeah, thank. You. Yeah, really appreciate it, Mark. And uh, we'll get you back on the show soon.
3: Awesome, awesome. Take care, yeah. TP. Nation. Cool. All day. Thanks, man.
0: All day. We'll uh, we'll take a little break, and then we're gonna come back and uh, bring in another guest and uh, talk a little bit about what uh, what's going on over TP. So yeah. we'll be back. We'll be back uh, right after this on the TPE podcast. I
5: hopped off the plane at LAX with a dream in my cardigan. Welcome to the land of fame excess, am I gonna fit in? I jumped in the cab, here I am for the first time, look to the right and I see the Hollywood side, this is all so crazy, everybody seems so famous, my stomach's turning and I'm feeling kind of homesick, too much pressure and I'm nervous, that's when the taxi man turned on the radio, and the jay always on, and the jay is was on, and the Taxi cab Everybody's looking at me now Like who's that chick That's rocking kids She gotta be from Out of town So hard with my girls Not around me It's definitely Not a Nashville party Cause all I see Are still I guess I never Got the memo My tummy's turning
0: Welcome back to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast. Big shout out and a thanks to Mark Aliotto for coming in talking some hands with us. Always a pleasure to have him on the show. Yes. Been- he is uh, one of my favorite people to talk hands with, hands down. Absolutely.
1: Another one of our favorites is uh, joining us now, huh?
4: Yeah, what's up, T-Twist? Hey, guys, what's going on? Uh, You know, just a bit knockered from spending a couple hours in the uh, Tournament Poker Edge virtual green room. Um, (laughs) There's no chips left. Uh, The beer's gone. Uh, The soda as well. I just... The peanuts... Um I uh, yeah. Yeah, I was, you know, a couple hours in there waiting for Mark to uh get over his thing, which he does a great job every time. <laughs> at least you didn't get bumped, you know. At least you made, we, we
1: left the spot open.
4: Yeah, at least yep. the virtual green room, it's like I, I have the internet, I have you know, I can <laughs> game 'cause I'm in Canada. Uh, <laughs> so it's all great. So how are you guys Sorry.
1: doing? We're good. We just uh I think our brains are fried from a two
4: hour strategy session.
0: Yeah, but yeah, we can't. We we won't be talking any strats. Yeah,
4: exactly. Segment. <laughs> no, this 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 one's a little concise yeah. and to the point. Yeah, yeah. So
1: let's uh, let's get, let's get into it. So we have uh, some some pretty big news for TPE. A couple couple of news items. First off, an internal thing um, that we want to let people know about. Mr. T Twist is now uh, our general manager and community manager. So congratulations, buddy. Welcome to the management team.
4: Yeah. Woo. um hey
1: we'll see see if you're saying that in a
4: week yeah cue the the clapping and all that good stuff (laughs) oh yeah uh no like guys obviously super excited we've known each other for three and a half years and it's it's not like like complete public knowledge like what the ownership structure of tournament poker is and has been but yeah i'm I'm an owner of tournament poker edge and i've been involved you know with a lot of different things from you know basically the inception of the company right right and uh yeah. So, I mean, I just handed this kind of opportunity with you guys, you know, we were living together in Vegas basically for a little bit and having all the owners together, it just yeah. basically became a no brainer.
1: Yeah. I mean, basically, really KB and I, for all those who, you know, want a sneak peek behind the scenes and, and also if you want a, a super sneak peek behind the scenes of TPE, you should listen to uh, KB on the Thinking Poker podcast because he gives a good, uh, good story, you know, the story behind TPE and how he started it. But, you know, What's been going on, is you know, KB and I pretty much run the day-to-day operations of the site, and quite frankly, the site is, is big and it's time-consuming, and there's a lot of things we want to do that just the two of us couldn't get done, so we were looking to find someone to manage day-to-day operations, and you know, T-Twist is just the perfect candidate. Loves the site, um, loves the members, just is gung-ho about everything, super actively involved, so he's on board now to, to, to help run this thing. And I think what it's going to do for TPE, for all the members, you're just going to see new features start rolling out. You're going to see more content, more quality. Um, we have a guy on the ground who knows people and can get things done and really help us with a lot of special projects. So congratulations, T-Twist. Welcome to the management team.
4: Yeah. Let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. super pumped. I mean, obviously, TPE and the, uh, and the uh, platform that we have now and you know where we are in the training industry, we have a you know, very credible site. and you know just a ton of pros so i'm honored to be involved at this level with this group of guys i have been but it's a whole different entity now and i'm just can't wait to take on the new challenges so
1: so that was part one of our announcement that's more of an internal thing not you know it'll affect our members a bit because there's going to see more stuff coming out and more more activity with ttis but the other thing that tim you want to announce the other thing that will be launching relatively soon
4: yeah like we yeah we've We've slowly started to roll it out over the last couple of days with some announcements, and you can find it in the forums at Tournament Poker Edge. But basically what's going on is we're uh, we're firing up Tournament Poker Edge University, so to be referred to as TP- TPU, and it's a seven-step uh, course program that's going to allow you to get through Tournament Poker Edge from start to finish um, and just feel that you have completely you know exhausted all the avenues that we have to offer with your subscription. And through that, um, you're going to be able to uh, award yourself with uh, little, little certificates and different things here and there as you move through the program, ultimately trying to become uh, TPE certified. So th- the program, I mean, it's, it's, we're, we're at the right time to, to do this program. When, when you're in a training uh, industry in its infancy, you just don't have as much content to choose from. And now, when right. we have such a vast array of content, yeah. this is going to blow people away. So, uh,
1: yeah, I think that's the number one thing. I mean, I will say for sure, the number one feedback we've gotten consistently is that you know you guys have so much content, I don't know where to start. And we've you know, and and we have a great community of people who will help members say yeah, you should watch this video, you should watch that video. But we really, I think, needed to to help our our members go through the site in a more structured manner so as tim said these steps you know step one is going to be you know getting started at tpe step two is going to be early stage play you know step three and four are mid and late and you know when you get to step step six you know it's uh or step seven's advanced play you know and maybe we'll have some electives on three betting and four betting and you know videos that cover all the ground so I, i just think what we really needed were two things one was a better structure to our content for people to go through, and two, something people can then have a path, you know, organize an organization and a path, I think, are the two things that people have yeah. been asking us for. So that's what, you know, so Tim is managing this, that's so why we asked him to come on and announce it. Um, in the forums themselves, you'll see a, a, a forum called TPE University. Um, in that forum, we'll have, uh, we, we, we basically laid out what it's going to be. And we are putting a post in there with the, that's going to list the content for each uh, step. And we want to get member feedback before we roll it out to the public. So uh, we'll have the public pages ready in a couple of weeks. Um, new members can obviously access it. We'll, we'll probably make one or two videos per, um, per uh, step free for non-members to just check out and get – you know used to what's what's there um and then when you join, you get the rest of it, and we'll also be giving you little tools to sort of track what you've done, you know check off things and when you're and then maybe a quiz at the end of the uh, of each step so all those things will be there, but we want you know for members I know a lot of people who listen to this are already members, please go to that forum and give us your feedback on the on the courses we're creating We want to make sure that we're hitting the right stuff and and hitting the right points for you guys yeah and I think what's great about this
0: too is that it it really gives the members, the option of how they want to consume the information, you know, for the people who want a structured program and want a lot of guidance on what to, what to watch for what, you know, types of information, it'll be there for the people who just love to go through and select videos. And, you know, or, or they just like, you know, one or two pros or whatever, you'll still be able to consume it that way too. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're, um, and I think that's, what's going to be great about this is it's really going to give you an option of how you want to, of how you want to learn, you know, different people learn different ways. So yep. this is going to be great.
4: Yeah, I'm super and, um, uh, I'm super excited to be like spearheading the whole venture. Um like I mean, there isn't a better way, you're right, just to to give some kind of flow to our content and allowing the subscriber to feel some Uh, You know, sense of satisfaction. That's the best part about it. Just growing your game, and and that's what KB just said. The best part is if if you feel that you have like you know your way around TP a bit, um, and you feel you're competent at early stage play, but it's mid stages and late and final tables. Well, then you can start. Yeah. Step three, and you know, so it's where you want to go and learn at your own pace.
1: Right. And there'll be videos, there'll be articles to read, there'll be forum posts. You know, there'll be we we put out a lot of content on on all these different topics so we'll we're just going to summarize all the different media that we have that that are relevant to that that particular course um and then you just uh you just consume it and that's just like they guys said one way to consume it so
4: in the best yeah, part and go ahead kb oh i,
1: I was just going to say
0: you know Obviously, Tim's a great guy to, to head this up. Um, he's been here since pretty much the beginning, knows a lot of the content already, um, so he can pull that stuff together. Um, but also, I think this is the first of hopefully you know a lot of other content – Improvements yeah. or you know or additions that we're going to make. Yep. You know, there's, there's other things that we have that, that, frankly, we've been talking about for a long, yeah. long time that we've wanted to do. And, uh, and like you were saying, Diego, we just haven't really had the time. But but now with with an extra man on board, yep. we got uh, we got we got the manpower to do it. So it's time. It's,
4: it's great. Um, and, yeah. and the one thing, that, the last thing I can say about the program is the fact that all the information and, and the, the links that we're going to use to get the content to you is basically the stuff that you've told us that you've liked over the yeah. years. You know, that's the greatest part. Um, it also brings a lot of validity to the fact that we want you to uh, leave comments at the end of vids and articles and in the forums, and we want you to grade our videos, and we want we want that feedback. Because right. then I take that feedback, and it doesn't go you know, into a, a virtual box and get pushed off into the virtual corner. We use it, and we create these programs out of it. Uh, prior to the actual launch of the official program, we're going to allow you people to have your input through the whole way, yeah. because it's been your input the whole way anyway. It's yeah. just now right. I'm taking that input and managing it, and, and I'm going to funnel it correctly yeah. for you guys to enjoy it way better. Yeah,
1: and, and we thought, one, we want your feedback, and two... If we've started to develop the course outlines, there's no reason to hold it back from existing members that you know wait for a web page to be up and you know a special fancy university logo or whatever. Um, you guys have been asking for this for a long time. Tim is putting together the curriculum. We'll put it in the forum. You'll be able to see it in a, in a less formalized manner, but but available immediately. And, and that's already up there. So go ahead and start yeah. consuming it.
4: Yep. Step one, getting started at TP is posted and yep. looking for all of your feedback.
0: Cool. Very cool. cool. One other thing that's worth, uh, I think, worth mentioning here on the podcast is uh, the addition of Loxy as yep. a moderator in the forums.
4: Loxy. Uh, yeah,
0: I know we all love him. Uh, I know a lot of the you know members have been reading his blog and and met him out in in Vegas and stuff. And he's just a great guy. Doug's uh, who had been writing. Um, What's new at TPE uh, has some personal obligations. He actually just moved to Norway, I think it was, and he's t- doing some schooling and stuff there. So he had to st- step away from doing that. So we just kind of felt like it was a good opportunity to uh, to increase Loxy's role, uh, make him a mod in the forums. And he'll also be writing that uh, that weekly piece for us. So we're excited about having him yeah. uh, on the team as well. So, yep.
4: Yeah, I'm, I want to give a personal out to him as well. I've done a little bit of work with him in the last little while, like through his process of becoming a mod. We've given him a few different responsibilities around the company, and he's uh, he's putting the Loxy touch on it. So thanks a lot, pal, and uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. We love it. Keeps us going, motivates us. Yeah, you know? yeah. The best part. Yeah. Of-
1: I mean, if you don't know Loxy, listen to. We had him on the TPE live, so go into the archives, dig that up. Check him out on the Thinking Poker podcast. Uh, he was interviewed by Andrew Brocas and Nate um for their podcast and it's i think that might be their most popular podcast it was such a great interview and yeah. such energy um and check out his uh his his site his his thread in our site goals forum because um, it's an inspiring thread uh, and people love following it so shout out to Loxy, buddy thanks for yeah seeing
0: Yep. And if I didn't say it, I, I think I might have, but I don't. I want to make sure I did. Um, thank you to Doug's, by the way. He's yep. done a great job for uh, I think over a year writing that piece yep. for us. And uh, before
1: that, Benny Maka, you know, it's just a good.
0: Yep. Yeah. And 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 not a lot of fanfare. You know,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> it's not the most glamorous job in the world to recap what's happening at TP every yeah. week, but we're uh, we're really thankful for it. So I want to say that to him because he's done a great, great, great job.
4: Yeah, and if I could, me personally, guys, um, obviously huge. Props to my wife for being with me every step of the way for the last seven eight years in this business uh, with regards to playing poker. But especially to for me, uh, Casey Big Dog Pocket Fives. You know, shout out to him for you know always having faith in me for the last while and yeah. then sticking his neck out there and and t- and getting you guys to recognize me to get me involved with TP. And then yeah. obviously for you two guys personally, you know Diego and Derek. I thank you guys immensely. Without you two, obviously I'm not involved at all. So. Have faith. In me. I love that yeah. you guys have faith in me as well. It's it's fantastic. It's nice to be involved with a group of guys like you, man. So, yeah. thanks for yeah. uh, allowing me to live some of my dreams as well, man. Yeah, let's hug it out. <laughs> all right, yeah, <laughs> all right. Now let's go work on cars and let's go get yeah,
1: I don't yeah, know, yeah, drink yeah. some beers and yeah. let's be manly. <laughs> it's getting too 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 too, too happy here.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I think it's it's a sense of. Um, group excitement like yeah. we're all really excited yeah, about yeah where things are
1: going. i just think that we're there, you're gonna see a lot of great things with tp with tim coming aboard so super excited welcome aboard buddy yep.
0: awesome absolutely um i guess we should quickly give them a rundown of what is going on at TP right now <laughs> yeah we just did <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I meant in terms of video content, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we, we could probably kidding. save it No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
1: Um, aside from the stuff we just announced, um, there's uh, Mark's video is, is currently running. Um, definitely go check that out. Um, Andrew Brokus is back with his last – um, installment in his W Coupe Deep Run Hand History Review. Um, if you're uh, a member of the site, you'll know that um, first of all, his video is great, and second of all, he's been um, multi-part W Coupe Hand History Review, really going in depth. Started with some early stage play. Um, with some theory mixed in, um, moved into some late stage play with theory mixed in. And now um, he's, he's doing a whole series on the final table bubble, three parts on the final table bubble, which is amazing. Um, Full of theory. Um, It's hard to classify this one because it's a hand history review, but it's also heavily theoretical on how to play the bubble. So, um, so that's up there. Um, You're going to want to check that out. And then uh, just recently we ran, you know, some other um, I'm running down the page here of the video page and it's a bunch of 10 out of 10 votes um mike sowers did his second series for us it was uh he did his first series was the first part of a 1k multi-entry multi-table multi-final table um he f- took a ninth and a first the first video was the ninth place this is the first place finish um dan and 13 did a 55 50k win um which is was, was running and uh one of the most interesting series that was running, and we haven't done a podcast in a while, so there's a lot that's, that's gone on since the last one because we were doing a lot of TP lives. Um, right. We had the Live Sweat Review, which is kind of a new format with Daryl, Jason, Chris Moon. Basically, Chris recorded a Live Sweat with no sound and then played it back with him and Daryl on the line to talk through it. So it's like a hand history review, but it's like a Live Sweat that you could stop, like a hand history review right. and talk through. Um, that was phenomenal. Um, and, uh, and Jamie Kerstetter um, did her second series, too. She did a live sweat on a Wednesday night um, because she was in Mexico, and she could do that. So a lot <laughs> of quality videos out there right now for you to check out on the site. Yeah, check it out. And
0: good, good stuff on the horizon, too. I know yeah. we got uh, new, new videos from a bunch of people rolling in, yep. so we'll, uh, yeah. we'll be rolling those out soon. No, never a dull moment at TV. Nope. nope. So. So. Cool. Well, uh, well, congrats again, Tim. Thanks uh, for coming on to let everybody know what's going on. Thanks, guys. Definitely appreciate it. And um, thank you, guys, all for hanging with us. It's been uh, an epic podcast. I think the longest one in history. I'll have to go back and look in the archives to see for sure.
1: Got to be the longest podcast.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. But you know, we had just gotten back from Vegas, and we
1: had
0: we had we had time to make up for. So um, happy to do it, and uh, we'll be we'll be back soon. Cool. So uh, thanks everybody again for listening. Thanks to Mark. Thanks to Tim. And we will see you guys all soon back here on the TPE podcast. Yep. to
2: hold them like- Texas plays Fold them, let them hit me Raise it, baby, stay with me I love it. and intuition Play the cards with babes to start And after she's been hooked I'll play the one that's on her heart Oh, whoa, whoa Oh, whoa, whoa I'll get a heart Show her Roll with her, a we will be While little gambling is fun when you're with me I love it Russian roulette is not the same without a gun And baby, when it's nothing, it's not rough, it isn't fun, fun Oh, oh. Love Nobody